What's up, everyone? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Sports Facts Podcast. We have a crazy one in store for you today. I'm your host this week, Kylie Sullenberger. Back with me again are my co-hosts, Solomon Belay and Noah Matashek. Say hi. What's up? What's up, guys? Today we're going to be discussing and reacting to every game for week 13. At the end, we'll make predictions for each game in week 14. And because this week has playoff possibilities, we'll be discussing what teams, what some teams need to do to clinch playoffs and maybe even division. Uh, let's start off with the team that actually already clinched the division, the Saints beating the Falcons in Atlanta 21-16. to This game uh, got kind of close, but the Saints managed to get the dub behind Taysom Hill again. What do you think, Noam? Uh, very interesting game. Uh, Saints are continuing to prove that they can do it without Breeze and with Taysom yep. Hill. In my opinion, they're right up there as the second best team in the league, even without Breeze. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They don't get to one with Breeze, but still, <laughs> very good team. Atlanta kind of regressing back to the mean. I mean, we, we said last week that like it was kind of super fluky. Uh, this week, they played a lot more like the Atlanta we know, just like not very physical and didn't like capitalize on the million turnovers that were gifted to them last week. <laughs> You know, didn't have that opportunity, and you know, the game went about as much as, as well as we would expect. Um, yeah. yeah. I would just say, to your point about, you know, the Saints being the second-best team, for me personally, I think the the Saints are the best team just because I trust their defense more than the, uh, than the, than the Chiefs, and I think it showed because – the biggest reason they won this game was because of the um, was because of the their defense. Their offense wasn't all that special today, so I just really liked the way the their Saints defense did. really did do well. Uh, yeah, their defense really clicked, especially their secondary. Wow, Marshawn Lattimore, really great game. I mean, there was a couple like that catch on the sideline that Calvin really did. Yeah, that, that was, was that was un, nothing he could do there. Throughout the game, though, he was really good. He was on Julio a lot. I felt like Julio couldn't really do anything, was was really out of the game whenever Lattimore was on him. Uh, Calvin Ridley, kind of the same thing, except for later on when he heated up a little bit. Most importantly, though, uh, they're – oh, my God, is it a rookie or second year? Second year, man. <laughs> Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the slot corner. They've been using him kind of off. Uh, yeah, like using him kind of off. And uh, mm-hmm. by, by off, I mean like out of – position in a way like for the most part and he was having a really bad season really bad sophomore like kind of a sophomore slump he's turned it around again they're using him back he's really physical press corner i mean he's listed as a safety but it's a lie he's a slot corner using there <laughs> like exclusively getting getting him to play this way means so much for the saints defense as well i mean you already got like cam jordan really good pass push really good interior push this this game from uh on yamada and uh god what's his name sheldon rankins i think yeah really good like the like Solomon said, the D- Saints defense is really heating up, and they're going to be a very difficult test next week for a certain young quarterback. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> so here's a question, though: uh, knowing how good the Saints are are doing without Breeze, how terrified are you of Breeze coming back if you're playing them uh, in the playoffs? I'm like pretty scared. I'd say <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty scared, rightfully so. I'd go ahead, Solomon. Um, I'd say the the biggest thing is I'm I'm not as much scared of no, I am not as much scared of Drew Brees coming back and playing well 
I'm more scared as now the playbook opens up more for them because they can use Taysom exactly. Hill and those kind of creative plays that they were using him. They can before. also use them for like a lot more consistent like accuracy than Taysom Hill really provides. Yeah, exactly. What I'm, inter- what I'm what's kind of unique is Michael Thomas has turned back again into a really super reliable target. He's been doing that. Mm-hmm. He really came alive after Breeze went down and was, in my opinion, extremely disappointing before that. With Breeze, he just didn't have it for some reason. With Taysom Hill, he just turned it on. Turned, he became that like super reliable number one threat, a top, uh, like looking like a top five receiver again, basically. He's oh, for sure, which uh, he was not at the beginning of the year. So, if he stays like that and reconnects with Breeze, I think this offense is going to be even more deadly than it was before because they were doing all that stuff with Michael Thomas. So, it's like pretty much on the sideline for some of it and not playing too well when he's on the field and all kinds of other things. If they get hit, like if he keeps playing like this when they get. Breeze back. I think this is the team to watch out for. Well, I actually already think this is the team to watch out for the <laughs> NFC, but... And then Breeze just kind of makes it worse when he comes back. Exactly. <laughs> Anything else from this game? I mean... Uh, yeah, just a couple of interesting uh, stats. Um, something I, I just found out like an hour ago, actually, was, uh, you know, Atlanta's kicker? Young Waku. Yeah. Young Waku. Yeah, I'm familiar. He's <laughs> not... I love him. I mean, he's he's great. But you know he's <laughs> never missed a kick from fifty plus yards, which is insane. Wow. He's awesome. I, <laughs> yeah. it's, it just seems like every week he's reliable. I notice him uh, just because I think he's great. <laughs> he's so cool. Yeah. And uh, Michael Thomas has reached uh, five hundred career catches in this game. I think he's oh, at wow. five hundred two now. Good for him. Wow. Probably one of the fastest to get that done too. Considering yeah. He's multiple one hundred twenty something. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, 120 reception seasons he's had. And then last year where he broke the fucking record. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's move on to the team that actually helped the Saints clinch the playoffs. Uh, The Bears lose to the Lions at Chicago uh, 34 to 20. The Lions get the win in their first game without the head coach or general manager. They had to come back in the fourth to do it, but they did end up doing it. Um, What do you think, Solon? I think that. Chicago came out with a clear game plan to run the ball, and it was working. And then, you know, they were kind of controlling it. And I actually thought Chicago was going to win it, even though, I mean, they were up 10 with about, like, four minutes left to go. Yeah. And then Mitch Trubisky fumbles the ball, Mm -hmm. and that's what gives the Lions the win. Indeed. In Mitch fashion. Yeah. Yep. Um, but missed him. <laughs> yeah, no. welcome back. Definitely, <laughs> but yeah, no. I thought Chicago had Oops. orchestrated a like a good game plan for three and a half quarters. I was really impressed with them running the ball, not really having Trubisky throw it as much. But yeah, you could tell they wanted to like control the clock. Yeah, and like keep yeah. the game kind of in their own hands. They were. In my opinion, to, to do that, they were a little scared of Stafford just because <laughs> yeah, they have to he deal with him Matthew twice Stafford. a year, yeah. and he's pretty good, and I thought he was really good in this game. Yes. I mean, he, he had a couple Matthew Stafford throws. I think I saw him throw the ball directly into the into the chest of uh, Bilal Nichols, a defensive lineman, which I was like, <laughs> Yeah, oh. that was really funny. <laughs> he was trying to... like, I know, he's like looking for the screen yeah. or something, but... Even so, I was just like, oh, like, like how do you miss a uh, 6'5", 300-pound guy just, like, standing there? 
in front of your running back. Mm-hmm. He, he makes a lot of mistakes like that, but even so, like he is really good. I don't know if he's top ten QB. I'll tell you the way he's playing in this game was top ten QB. I he love Matthew ate, Stafford. He ate the Bears defense. He did, and I, I their defense. I didn't even feel like played like terribly. It's just, I mean, I don't want to say they were getting out coached, but they were getting like picked apart kind of by yeah. Stafford. Yeah, they really beta. Really good job utilizing their many, many weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about four of them. You start off with that that deep pass to Quentin Cephas on the side. Did you guys see that? Ooh. Holy hell. That I was did. Amazing. That was wild. Yeah. Uh, he, he, apparently, he did that. Uh, Cephas, he's a rookie, uh, did that a lot in college. I don't know. I didn't watch any of his tape. But I, I can tell you that seeing that made me remember, oh, my God, Matthew Stafford throws an incredible deep ball. <laughs> that pass was Beautiful. He tried it again later, just kind of like I think at the end of the half, get some points, or maybe towards the fourth round. I don't even remember. I remember he threw a couple deep passes that I really liked. Uh, Marvin Jones, primarily third down target. Like whenever Stafford wanted to move the sticks, he was looking at Marvin Jones or T.J. Hawkinson, who is already a top ten tight end this year. And if he keeps playing like this, he's going to be top three in my mind. He's so good, mm-hmm. incredible, Easily. having a really good year lately. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Every, everyone's kind of had a slow start this year, given the circumstances. Yeah. I, I'm actually kind of um, interested um, in. Uh, I'm actually kind of well, not interested, but kind of a little interesting thing that I've noticed is could the teams that have fired their head coaches and and had an interim coach the game after they played pretty well. I mean, Atlanta plays it's like yeah, it's, they're, they're playing like they're playing for something. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> and um. Quick note on Detroit is this was um, their first uh, their first game that they won when they were trailing by ten plus points since Atlanta in I'm not don't I don't quote me on the year but I believe it was 2014 or something like that. Of course, oh, it was wow. Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was Atlanta. That's funny. Uh, switching sides, uh, David Montgomery had a really. Really good run. Yeah. Um, he had a few really impressive ones, but I know which one you're talking about. And yeah. yeah. And yeah. Wow. I uh, I enjoyed watching that run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chicago. Nice, like quality content. Yeah. <laughs> like I like uh, like I said earlier, Chicago just had a game plan of running the football. It was either it was really just either Montgomery or Patterson doing a, a bulk of the running. Yeah, Patterson yeah. is incredible. He's really good kicker. Obviously, you know, one of the best kick returners of all or yeah, kick returners of all time. Mm-hmm. They love using him. He's a playmaker in like the truest definition of the word. And by that I mean like he's not a he's not Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins. As a receiver, he's just not that, but he's just a weapon. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. you know, you know how people say like uh that uh Lamar or I'm sorry, Michael Vick ran so Lamar Jackson could run or some sprint. or sprint. Yeah, that, yeah. that's kinda how I feel. Yeah. about Corell Patterson. He's, like, changed the game a little bit in terms of these receivers who are just, like, n- not really Devo Samuel, but a little bit, like, uh, no, actually, Ayuk's not the same either. LaVisca Chenault in Jacksonville is, though. Like, yeah. in my opinion, if Corell doesn't, like, is not who he is, LaVisca doesn't even get drafted. And he went very yeah. high. Like, he's so good. They use Corell as much as they can with the ball in his hands. Just getting in his head, like, like he's a, a receiver out of the backfield. Out of like, <laughs> you see, you see eighty four in the backfield, <laughs> just because, like they want to get the ball in his hands. He's that much of a playmaker. He's so dangerous. They use him everywhere. Um, one thing I do want to comment about the Bears' offense, though, 
is, and this is a very odd fact. This is very odd. I'm, I don't know. Maybe you guys have seen this, but they have, you know how many points they've scored in the third quarter this year? No, how many? Total? Seven. 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 Seven points Damn. in the third quarter. I saw, I saw that, yeah. and I, like, spit out my drink. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> yeah. But then I thought about it more, and I was like, oh, actually, that's not very surprising. <laughs> they have Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky as quarterback. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, that's we know we know who they are at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that six losses for them in a row? Yep, it's six straight. Jeez. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> they they were the definition of like early season pretender. Yeah. Bear down. <laughs> bear. There's down. an imposter among us, and yeah. it's, it's the bears. Bear down six times in a row. <laughs> Probably yeah. seven next week when they lose again. <laughs> we'll discuss that later, though. Anything else? Nope, I'm good. All right, uh, on to one of the more. Um, explosive, explosive, interesting games of the week. Uh, the Browns beat the Titans 41 35 in Tennessee. Um, Baker, you know, comes out feeling dangerous. This was the the game to one of the games to prove the Browns were a legit eight and three because obviously all three of us included we're, we were all, you know, saying big, big doubters here at the sports, yeah, facts. <laughs> big doubters, yet, you know, um. Were they a legit eight and three? Could they really, you know, go up against the people on that level of eight, you know? Uh, and it was a kind of more of a blowout until the Titans started to come back, but it wasn't enough. What do you think, Noam? Yeah, uh, this, I think, is a pretty good... Uh, this kind of cements their status as a, yeah, they are legit. Uh, yeah. It is just, like, one impressive game out of, like, a lot of mediocre wins, but even so, to, to me, this is convincing enough, actually, to say, yeah, they're good. <laughs> they come out. Baker is incredible. Best game I've seen from him since his rookie year. He was Easily. amazing. Yeah. At, at this point, it, it's it's interesting because in the first half, he was awesome. He did slow down in the second half, but when you have the lead as big as they have, I understand why. Right. Even so, I'll admit, some of the things I saw from him in this game were not necessarily perfect. And if it was for another quarterback, not. I would like, you know, probably hold it against him a little more. But with Baker, the bar has been really low for me. And all Baker did while while I'm watching while I was watching this game was impress me. He was so good, man. Like he started eleven for thirteen with two touchdowns. Yeah, he was awesome. Like you said, he came out feeling dangerous. Yeah. And they they have a lot of weapons, you know. They got a lot of yeah. weapons uh to hit the ball to get the ball to and everything. Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, top five and top ten back respectfully. So that's two yeah. top ten running backs just on your team. Uh, for whatever that's worth, they are playmakers, and they love getting them the ball. <laughs> we, we talked, uh, I think, uh, either last week or uh, two weeks before, where we discussed, you know, basically when Odell went down, we you know, said they had to step up. And they, they did immediately after that and were quiet the last, game, last couple games. This week, Rashad Higgins, Donald Peoples-Jones, all awesome. Really good, yeah. yeah really um, good uh, receiving threats. So then, do you think? Um, did do you think we saw the last of OBJ in a Browns jersey? No. I mean, I know it's way too early to say it, but I mean, just something to to think about, I guess. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't know where that like. Uh, is he like? Is he? In, he's not in a contract year. He has like four left. He's like four years left after this, doesn't he? Yeah. Four or three, like. Yeah. It's a big contract. I think he, they would take a big hit to move him. It's still an interesting, interesting thing to think about. I mean, if they keep doing this well, and then when, if when OBJ comes back and he doesn't 
yeah, and you start true. going bad he, again. Odell has I mean, not been great. Um, yeah, they may want to move him just to if they if they believe enough in these young options. I mean, Rashad Higgins has been in the league for a little bit, and he hasn't done anything until this year. Uh, Donald yeah. Peoples Jones is some growing pains. Like he did drop a wide open touch that down pass. <laughs> he didn't make it for it later, but you know, like yeah. But uh, oh. speaking of that, there's sorry uh, Solomon. There, there's three more things I do want to mention about this game. There was a call that it wasn't a touchdown. I forget what it was at this point, but um, I thought it was a touchdown when I when I looked at it. I don't know what you guys thought of it, but when they when Baker threw a touchdown to. To Lamb, that was kind of beautiful. <laughs> um, oh, you're talking about the big man touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I love I it. I like, love those I kind like of throws. That was Lamb. I was like, it has to I be love that. It so much. You like big man touchdowns? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Donovan People Jones just made Chris Jackson look stupid on that one throw where he um he just he cut back, got the pass, and then was gone. Yep. Yeah. I loved um, it. Well, let me just chime in and just say. I loved the Browns' uh, play calling in the first half. A lot of play mm-hmm. actions. Um, the, the big man TD, uh, Peoples Jones' seventy-five yard touchdown was all great. Um, it was it was fantastic. I thought they really game planned well. Um, I also liked the uh, Jarvis Landry drawing the roughing the passer uh, penalty while throwing it to Baker. That was pretty nifty. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought Baker had – that was a really good catch by Baker, too. Yeah. It was. That was a little <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, you know, like you know, kind of toe-tapped, extended forward for it. I was like, wow. Uh, but despite all that, to me, that that's not the thing that stood out most to me. To me, the thing that stood out most to me was Cleveland's defense, they've actually got a pretty solid uh, run-stopping D, D. I mean – Derrick Henry. Yeah, they do. I know Derrick Henry couldn't be used because as much because they were trailing by freaking thirty-one at halftime, but they still held yeah. him to sixty yards. They forced a fumble for him from him for the first time since last year. The Colts yeah. game last um, year. They stopped him on a fourth and short. I mean, they kept a quality run defense. Henry, in my opinion, was stuffed in. Yeah, he had a couple. You know, he's still Derrick Henry, yeah. so he's going to break a couple tackles here and then. But the blocking was not great for him, and as a result, he was not great. Yeah. I agree. Uh, anything else about this game? Um, uh, yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'd like to talk about the Titans receivers: AJ Brown, Corey Davis. Brown, you could argue, didn't have the best game. I mean, he had two fumbles, but in my opinion, neither of them really mattered at the points where they did. Well, because one of them I mean, mattered. you can, I guess, I, I guess. It wasn't that at the end of the half? No, that was not the one I was talking about that mattered. I was the talking about one. the other one that technically mattered because it led to a, a Titan score. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so did it really matter? <laughs> he was going to score anyways. <laughs> Ball gets knocked loose before he can break the points. Yeah. Someone else picks it up and scores anyways. Does it really? Like, I guess that matters for his fantasy. <laughs> yeah. but if it goes the other way, it, it did, goes in the Browns' favor. Did. But right. he also had a few drops, I'll admit. The other, uh, the other fumble. That one is you can kind of excuse them. Like I, I kind of excuse them for that one because it's at the end of the half. You're just trying to make yeah. a play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not gonna hold those fumbles against him. <laughs> no, too, too much. AJ Brown still play, awesome playmaker. Corey Davis, he's back and he's awesome. I mean, he's been back. He's been awesome the last couple of weeks. I just, it's, he's a weird <laughs> player to touch on. Honestly, I, I don't really know the upside there. He's just, he's, he's really good. He's playing really well. Someone who did not play well was their slot receiver, uh, Adam Humphries. 
yeah, worst day as a pro, in my opinion. Contested catches, ugh, were terrible. Every time there was, like, a ball that was contested, he was not coming down with it. To be fair, that's never been a strong suit. He separates, and he was all right at separating this game. And, like, you know, when he was open, he wasn't, like, dropping it and everything. But sometimes, man, it, it was like his hands were made of bricks. Mm-hmm. That, uh, yeah, it was weird. That interception, that was all on Humphreys. Uh, he was, in my opinion, he was responsible for two of them. Bobble, you know, bobbling them up in the air and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else about this game? Nothing. All right. Let's move on to the Dolphins beating the Bengals in a very low scoring game in Miami, uh, 19 to 7. Tua came back from a thumb injury in this one and gives the Dolphins their eighth one of the season. Um, terrible game in terms of penalties. Felt like there was flag every two minutes, at least five ejections. Wasn't there a, a fight, if I remember correctly? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, take it away, Noam. <laughs> oh, do I have to? This game was mad for me. <laughs> this game, uh, yeah. All right, so everyone's talking about the Dolphins as if they're a top 10 team. I mean, not necessarily like last week or so, but you've been hearing, I've been seeing them in a lot of top 10s. I don't get it. They, to me, they were top 12 at best, like at their best. They, they're all right. They have some impressive wins. They have a lot of momentum on their side, but I don't think the, the tape, I just don't think backs. Uh, the Dolphins as a top ten team, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no. They, I didn't. Um, they didn't play explicitly amazing here. No. It was actually a pretty bad game, all things considered. Um, a few playmakers. Go ahead. Solomon. I think Tua was super unimpressive. I mean, yeah, he was, I'm 110 percent convinced Fitzpatrick would have won this game too. Yeah, probably. I mean, um, I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at this as a whole. I've not been impressed with Miami's offense at all. A, a Me lot neither. of them. Because I mean, Me neither. since Tua has come in, you can honestly look at this and say, like, I've given them praise because I've actually liked how their defense has played. I, I think yeah, their defense really has been solid, defense. solid. But you look at their offense and you, and you look at a lot of their, their, their wins. Like, you can even go back as far as the Rams win. Um, you know where where this thing the ball started to get rolling. It was more about defense and special teams. Like yeah. if you look at all yeah. their like they haven't necessarily had that one game where their offense has been phenomenal. I mean, last week against the Jets, it was like thirteen to three. I think, yeah, for, like, I think their best one might have been the, game. the. I think their best one might have been the one where they played the Cardinals. I think their yeah. offense to me that was like the, really the, the most. only one where. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins also are in terms of playmakers. I mean, Devontae Parker exists and is really good, but he... But he got ejected. He, no, no, or, I don't yeah, know. He did. He, he, did he get he was, ejected? He was one of the people oh that got ejected. Okay, well, yes. I, even before that, he was doing nothing in this game. They were using... I mean, Miles yeah. Gaskin, decent running back, good in open space, has some speed. That's it. He's not impressive. Lynn Bowden, what a weird story this has been for him. He, they... Used him everywhere uh, at Kentucky. Thank Cordero Patterson, LaVisca Chanel, like we mentioned earlier. Kind of one of those players, you know, where they line him up in the backfield. He had super low uh, grades on him from everyone I was seeing. He gets drafted in the third round, a pick of head of – that was when the, the Raiders had back-to-back picks. They picked him. Uh, the next pick, they picked another receiver. I guess they had immediate buyer's remorse. They trade him to – or because whatever – they don't like what they see. They move him to Miami before the, like, before the season even starts. He doesn't play a single snap. Uh, for the team that drafted him in the third round, moves uh, he's traded for a six or no sorry he's traded with a sixth for a fourth round pick, ouch. 
He's barely played at all. And then this game he comes out and he's played plays almost half the offensive snaps, I assume due to injury. Uh they use him everywhere just trying to get in the ball. This is one of the ones I don't know. I, I have no idea what to make of Limboden. and I guess we'll see. <laughs> what what a weird story it's been <laughs> with him already. Yes, yeah, NBA vibes. Mm-hmm. Um the one offensive uh I think bright spot for Miami. Mike Gasecki. Mike yep. Gasecki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is developing really nice this year. I don't know, like, I don't know the ceiling for him. I don't think he's ever going to be amazing, but he can definitely get really good. And that's like, yeah, 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 yeah a lot of really awesome for sure. games. Some good contested also, ones, and also, yes, that one hander. Chef's also, kiss. Also, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, well, that was one thing. Um, I mean, did you guys see that uh, that play that that did that ended up not counting, but the little formation play that the Dolphins had? Where their punter scored oh, a yeah. touchdown. That was I thought that, that was, was pretty weird. neat. Too bad they, they messed did mess it up, it up with the... by not reporting themselves <laughs> yeah. eligible. Yeah, idiots. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But goddamn goose, yeah. the Dolphins. <laughs> but yeah, they, I, uh, that's not the second time I think I've seen them run that formation. They did it against the Eagles correctly, and the punter threw but a touchdown to the kicker. Yeah, so. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the, right. The terrible, but still better than the Eagles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. That's not saying much. But, uh, I mean, for me, the biggest story of this game has to be the fight. I thought the fight, it, it was yes. a very, Kylie did mention it. There were a lot of flags thrown in this game. Because um, it was a surprisingly physical. I forget why it happened. Um, it was the, there was a punt and... The Bengals had a late hit on uh, Grant, and then everybody's oh, getting that's up right, the bench. That's right. There's, yeah, Tyler, Tyler. So I get it. I mean, it was, well, except the offensive except the offensive line, well, actually, AJ Green. Yes, they just kind of <laughs> stood, they just kind of stood I there. I saw a yeah. meme about that. That was funny. But actually, that fight. So actually, Tyler Boyd and Xavier Howard were ejected before the fight. So it was a pretty oh, chippy yeah, game. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they were. They they, yeah. they, they? had a little like tuffle going where they. Like basically pushed each other, and they called that a punch. They both get thrown out of the game, mm-hmm. and there's three more ejections later after this fight that goes down later. Uh, what a mess! Yeah. <laughs> what a freaking yeah. mess! That it is a mess. mess. Oh my god! Uh, we might as well talk about Tyler Boyd and Sapien Howard though, because when they were in the game, they were really good. Yeah, that was such Boy, an awesome such a good run. Just like a small little like out route or something. Maybe it was the screen. I don't really struggle. It was one of the first games I watched this week. I'm it was just so, what I it forget, was. Yeah. But he took it all the freaking way, staying in bounds. It was really good. Xavier Howard. Oh, go ahead. And then, oh yeah, I was just gonna say Xavier Howard gets his eighth interception of the year and a, f- a fourth straight game yeah, with the pick. This is one of the ones with the stats back the the film. Xavier Howard. I do feel like he gets more <laughs> opportunities for interceptions than other DBs in the league, like like any yeah. other DB. But at the end of the day, he capitalizes on those. <laughs> And he might be, like, film-wise, just, like, in terms of coverage, not just in terms, like, in locking down receivers, not just in terms of, not, actually, not even factoring the interceptions at all. He might be, like, the best corner in the league right now. He's definitely top three in my mind. He, he's definitely up there. You he's think? so good. He's been really good this year. He's de- developed well last year and the year before. This year, he's on another level. I, I think he's better than, oh, it's, it's probably going to be controversial I say, if I say I think he's better than Gilmore. Uh, right now, I kind of do think he is, though. Gilmore hasn't Gilmore's really done much this year. So. <laughs> well, at least I could say, hey, the stats back me up. So, <laughs> for all that that matters. Hmm. 
But no, nah, Zayvon Howard's an oh awesome player God. when he's in the game, not getting ejected <laughs> over nothing. Oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh, the Bengals have a while we're while we're on the topic. Should be no surprise, but the Bengals have officially been eliminated from uh, from playoff talks. So, what you mean to tell me the Bengals Shocker. have been eliminated? Oh my! I God. said officially eliminated. <laughs> who could have seen that? I mean, who we've, know, foreseen we've, we've, known, <laughs> we've known that it would happen, but now it's it's Good over. For them, man. Let me make to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the what seems like when Burrow went down, we were just waiting for this. <laughs> was, even, yeah. when, even when he was in, like we, we really I mean, they were, were a much better team, competitive in some games, but we knew they were still going to be like one of the first teams eliminated. It's are they the first well, one eliminated? Hey, no, the the Jets. No. Oh, the Jets. Oh, I forgot. I for, oh. See, the Jets are not a football team in my mind, so they don't get. They, but, well, they don't count. Then, <laughs> if we're going by the Jets, then I get it. The Jaguars. The first. Jaguars got eliminated before the Jets. No, the Bengals. I guess because the of J- how Jaguars got a little. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because that other New York. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, poor Jags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to <laughs> note on a couple of things. So Zach Seiler was the final pick by former Ravens general manager Ozzie Newsom before he retired. He was in the seventh round of that draft, uh, the mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson draft, I believe, and he gets. You know, he doesn't really – he makes the team, but he gets moved around after that. He's on here. He gets a sack in this game. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Zach Siler. Just just <laughs> not anything about him. I just found that interesting. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. On the, on the Bengals yes. side, um, T. Higgins has not looked quite as good since Burrow went down. But nope. also, I mean, it, you know, when you got a quarterback elevating you, that's how it works. It's nothing against Higgins. It's just kind of how it works. When you got a good quarterback, you're, you're yeah. better. Nothing was working for the Bengals in this game. No offensive line, rushing attack, not a thing. Uh, I saw Logan Wilson make a few plays. He's a rookie linebacker who I think is all right. I don't know. I haven't seen too much of him. Uh, William Jackson was awesome on Devontae Parker, especially in the red zone. He was really good. I think he had like two or three pass breakups just on Devontae Parker for contested catches, things that usually Devontae Parker will win. So good for William Jackson. (laughs) And then I guess Devontae Parker got ejected, and William Jackson didn't have to worry about that anymore, anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. You'll love to see it. Anything Nada. else? Um, no. All right. So now we're on to the Vikings beating the Jaguars 27 24, class one in Minnesota. The Vikings needed overtime to get the job done, but they kicked a field goal to get the dub. Um, more of the Jaguars defense playing fairly. Well, and, and uh, containing Minnesota's offense rather than matching them punch for punch. Uh, Solomon, talk um, about This was really a game I was surprised Minnesota sh- kind of struggled early yeah. on. Um, I yeah. I was like, I was, I didn't like, not when I was watching the highlights, but, you know, I was looking through the scores and I was, when it was like 9 nothing. I was like, what? It's 9 nothing Jacksonville. I was like, yeah. what? Um, but... Oh. As far as I'm concerned, Minnesota played. Yeah. Minnesota played. <laughs> Minnesota played a. God damn it. Leave it in. Leave it in. Keep going. Yeah. Leave it in. Minnesota played a, a pretty solid um, second half. Um, I mean, then their defense just completely, uh, completely shit the bed. They could have won the game in yeah. regulation. Um, yeah. As far as. And then, you know, in overtime, you know, you knew that Mike Leonard mistake was going to happen, and it happened in overtime. 
Um, other than that, good win for Minnesota, who, by the way, if the season ends today, would be the number seven seed in the um, in the so playoffs. This is a problem with the new playoff format. <laughs> yeah, the Vikings started one yeah. and five. That right there should have eliminated them, in my opinion. Wait, what do you mean problem? There's no problem with six, uh, 14 moving teams on. going into the playoffs. Like Kylie said, it's more <laughs> of the Jaguars' defense playing well, containing Minnesota's offense, because the Jags' offense did not necessarily match them. Like Mike Glennon was no. all right; he was fine. Like he played like an average quarterback, and like he's Mike Glennon. The fact that he's did almost enough to win, and the fact that <laughs> they like he played better than a bottom five quarterback at all. To me, that deserves commendation. I haven't fucking heard Mike Glennon's name in. In years, me and my friends used to call him the gloat because just how bad <laughs> he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, he was all right. He has some playmakers. Uh, you know, Colin Johnson, another really awesome game from him. Love seeing him involved. That, He's kind of a monster. <laughs> that uh, that Chenault touchdown. Oh though. yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> See, uh, oh, what do you mean, God, Mike Lennon? Clearly great. the gloat. Like <laughs> made made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Where was he looking with that? I mean, I like all of Jacksonville's receivers, Chenault, Keelan Cole, DJ Char, Colin Johnson, obviously. I, I think they can all, none of them like are amazing, but they can all, they're all like very specific, do things differently. And one or two of them seems to always show up depending on the game, except Chris Conley, who is awful. And I will hear nothing about it. <laughs> I forgot. Honestly, I forgot Chris Conley even existed. Yeah, well, see, you see, if someone's not going to work in Kansas City, if Mahomes, they don't deserve to be on your <laughs> – like, if Mahomes and yeah. Andy Reid can't exactly. be I, I don't know what to say. Yeah. It's I mean, he's been end. okay here in Jacksonville, like, surprisingly okay, but just oh, at best okay. Still. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the Viking side. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook, super impressive running back. Holy hell. His offensive line, like, he, admittedly, is he's so good. really good at run blocking. He did. <laughs> yeah. For, uh, as good as he did, he did have a uh, fumble in this yeah. game. Which... A lot of weird fumbles lately from star players, I think. But uh, the fumble, yeah, uh, weird. yeah that, that isn't good, obviously. But he's his O-line is, like I said, they're pretty good at run blocking, but they're not, like, amazing yeah. for him. He just has the best vision. I might, like, the best vision in the game right now. He chooses his holds, chooses his gaps so well always like choosing the right moment to cut back like that's on him that's not blocking that's <laughs> him being amazing best running back in the league in my opinion then of course justin jefferson mm-hmm. yada yada here we go does it again new week same story repeat a year yada 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 moving on <laughs> unless you guys want to say anything else <laughs> about him uh well yeah um another two he had he had two touchdowns like uh today yeah. um he's so yeah, good he's great he is great um, and he might. He might. Do you think that this he could break some of Randy Moss's uh, records? Yeah, at this rate, I think he's. I think he will at this rate. Maybe. Right? I think so too. He's already beaten the rookie record for. I think he beat one of Randy Moss's rookie records already. Touchdowns or something. I don't know. I... Yeah, it was <laughs> something like that. Um, but it's it's definitely a good sign for the Vikings. I mean, they lost. Um, Digs, yeah, to me, there's honestly, Jefferson and... I don't see that big of a difference. Like, I don't think Diggs, even as right, a rookie, same. I don't think Diggs is that much better than than Jefferson as a, as a rookie. I should say, like Justin Jefferson, the, like, yeah. he, he just does it every week. He's really good. <laughs> this rookie class has been really good. You know, 
uh, I look pretty good it for shouting been. out Cameron Dancer last week because he had a pretty big game. Uh, forces a fumble on Chris <laughs> Conley, <laughs> recovers that fumble. <laughs> His solid in coverage, catches an interception. Really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, uh, Mike Zimmer's known for this with corners, like just taking high pedigree corners at weird places in the draft. <laughs> uh, they're all so young, but all very good. Like Mike Hughes, uh, Chris Boyd, Alton Hill, all playing really well. Well, decently, I should, I guess. Cameron Dantzler, I'll just watch 27 when you're playing. Oh, and Jeff Gladney, their first-round pick this year. Duh. Another first-round corner, like I said. I don't, <laughs> Mike, Mike Zimmer's a weird guy. <laughs> Other than that, that's all I pretty much noticed. The biggest takeaways for me was that in this, this game. Anything else? No. All right, let's move on to the um, Raiders beating the Jets in New York, 31-28. Uh, it really looked like the, the Jets were going to win this game for a second. It really did. Or two. Uh, <laughs> and then the Jets uh, Jets did up and Ruggs went deep. Carr dropped a dime and scored the winning touchdown. It was a very competitive game in the first half. Two terrible defenses lining up against a prolific offense and an offense that, when executed, can oh. theoretically be good. And in the yeah, first half, that's, that's what happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the, when really the Jets' offense plays up, like with Darnold playing well and everything, when they play up to it, they can theoretically be good. And they were theoretically good theoretically. in this game against one of the worst defenses <laughs> I've ever seen in the Raiders. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a frustrating yeah, game. It was. I mean, if you're a Raiders fan, you're, you're probably thinking, "How the hell did we need to score in the last five seconds to beat the Jets?" Yeah, not a um, lot of optimism. right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so, if the Raiders had lost this game, jeez, that would have just. I mean, they should have just like. Forfeited the rest of their season. Yeah, but Greg Williams just... ensured that that was not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess uh. we have to talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I guess we have to Let's talk about it. I, I don't really want to spend too much time on it. But yeah, that call at the end, running a zero blitz that's not even necessarily run correctly, leaving a one on one undrafted. On Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, Oof. undrafted free agent cornerback. Who is like ran like a four six or something. It wasn't even, I don't even think he got a combine invite. I think that was at his like pro day or whatever. On Henry fucking Ruggs, the second fastest player in the league, who's yeah. known for his also really good route running, by the way. And yeah, yeah, like I don't, you can't, uh, you can't tell me that's not intentional. <laughs> the Jets well, okay, wanted to stay so perfect. I thought the same thing. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I wanted to, but. Um... <laughs> I was I was watching um Sports Center uh a day or two ago and they were of course debating this uh, because it's obviously a stupid play and when you, Trevor Lawrence is probably going to the draft you kind of want to tank. So, I mean, uh and they were two people who knew um uh what's his name? Um yeah, Greg Williams, two people who knew him really well were like, no, he does this all the time, but yeah. this is just stupid. It wasn't for, tanking, yeah, and he thing. got so fired for, me, for it. He would, ha- he would have to get fired for this no matter what anyways. The organization mm-hmm. is definitely better yes. because he made the call. Like they want, they, <laughs> they want and should take Trevor Lawrence at one. So, like, yes. yeah. 
but it worked out for the Jets that for them to do that. And because of the weird way, like to me, this looks totally like, I don't know, totally orchestrated. But the thing is for Greg Williams, what's the motivation? Yes. Like no amount of money can, this is going to ruin his legacy. I doubt he ever gets fired again because everyone's going to think about this play when they're thinking about having him as DC. He, he's a good defensive coordinator and all, but yeah. wow, this play, this is now his I mean, legacy. To... There's no motivation for him to do it. So I think it had to be genuine, which is just, even more just, uh, yeah. Disturbing. I mean, yeah. Whatever whatever straight, um, shred of, like you said, shred of dignity um, Greg Williams had yeah. left after Bounty Gate. <laughs> yeah, that's all gone yep. now. The Bounty Gate doesn't even matter compared to <laughs> yeah. Henry Ruggs. Essentially open. It really on doesn't. Last play of the game. Zero blitz meaning nobody, zero people in coverage. Everyone's man covered across the field. Every, no safety help. Everyone's coming. Like, probably the worst call you could also do. What's worse is Derek Carr had, like, three or four seconds to throw. Like, the Blitz didn't even do their damn job. Which is it crazy. Up. Yeah, everyone came. It got, got picked up. He had, like, three or four seconds to step up and make the throw. And <laughs> But, I mean... It was yeah. an amazing throw, yes. though. Great throw. But... Let's talk about other uh, failures of the Jets, uh, specifically, specifically <laughs> Sam Darnold, who sad. I know has missed some time, but it's crazy to think that he threw his first TD pass since week three. Oh, he's missed a lot of time. I know that. Yeah. He's but missed all, a lot of time. To be fair, time, uh, you know, since we're but... talk, mentioning Darnold, he moves the ball really well in the first half. Granted. Yeah, he did. Keep in mind, like, there's always an aspect yeah, when did. I talk about offense in this game because both defenses suck. Yeah. But... But <laughs> he did move the he did move the ball. Second half, more of a game manager. Uh, outside of a few exceptions, where he you know he he has a lot of mobility in the pocket. He also trucked someone over entirely on that touchdown. Yeah, it, was, it was Jeff Heath. It was Jeff, oh, Heath. Jeff Heath. <laughs> oh, yeah, He went but, right through his soul. And yeah, <laughs> really. Did. This is what this leads me to my question: is obviously at this point you have to think that the Jets are taking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Where do well, you yeah, see Sam Darnold going? Uh, I hope not Pittsburgh. Right. I'm actually worried about that. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, there's, uh, I don't know. Uh, you need someone who's willing to take the chance that he that they can make something out of him, which I see as you know that can definitely happen. He's re- he's still super young. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets could get a lot yeah. of capital for moving him. It's not his fault. Yeah, it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I don't know. I don't know where he goes. I don't know who's necessarily looking. It's kind of. But oh, if, go ahead. Uh, I honestly look up for the Colts as well. well yeah. yeah. Because Rivers, Rivers is on, is on one year deal. Know, a one They're year probably deal. Not him back. And Frank Reich and Mike Tomlin are two and they very are. very good coaches. So mm-hmm. those are my two favorites to get him if they or are willing. Oh, another – what if he goes to New England? That would be fun. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I forgot about that because you Jets know Ken's going. Take Trevor Lawrence and just Ooh, take God. it for the league and just stick with Donald so the Patriots can't have a good quarterback. But, <laughs> yeah. But that also leads to uh, another interesting point is I think we're kind of at – you know, we're at the stage where, you know, the the 2017 draft class – or tar- excuse me. 2018 draft class. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. 2018 draft class is up for an extension at the end of the year. 
and you know we can start labeling them busts and everything, specifically the quarterbacks. Yeah, first and, round picks. I think it's good to yeah. say you got a three a three year window to show you've got yeah. it. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, I guess we can start comparing them a little bit. Obviously, Josh Rosen is out of the running, falling off the map. Yeah. I think he's on the Bucks and, practice squad. Ugh, I feel so bad for yeah. him. Uh, I, I mean, I don't feel bad for him. I care. I do kind of feel bad for Josh Rosen. Um, not so much for a person, but in, in terms of like a football sense, he kind of did get screwed he over. He did. He totally got screwed yeah. over. But also, oh, yeah, for sure. He, mm. Once when he went to Miami, he could not win the starting job there. Whatever they they like, like Fitzpatrick just outplayed him. Yeah, he, he hasn't been able to click with any coach who liked him enough to give him a shot. And he's been, he's been yeah. on three different teams. Yeah. But that just, I mean, but anyway, going back to my point is you're, you're rating them. And it's it's kind of interesting. I would say three out of the five quarterbacks kind of succeeded. Yeah, Lamar, Josh Allen, and, uh, Baker. Baker. Um, What's funny is I don't know if we'd be saying that if Baker did not have the game he had this week. But well, look at, look, look at his early, he's had, he's he had, had a bad game. Now. Well, I would say two have definitely succeeded. Yeah, Josh like Allen Baker's, and Lamar are incredible. Yeah, Josh Allen and, and Baker – or not, Josh Allen and Lamar have proven that they're the future of their team. Yeah. And Baker's just kind of – Yes. I mean, Baker's not a bad quarterback, but that – it's just interesting. Yeah, that, if he has a bad year next year, though, I could t- so easily see them moving on. Like, Yeah. But, I, but yeah. my point was it's just interesting that Josh Allen – and Lamar were probably the two least rated out of the five, and, and they're they're succeeding the most. Well, that is true. That's interesting. I think Sam Sam Darnold was probably the highest rated one because he was, yeah, and he, he, he just hasn't hasn't panned out. Goes to show you, it really depends on where you land in the draft. Yeah, so that's my biggest concern with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, obviously going the forward. Jets could totally ruin him. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys wouldn't mind, I kind of want to break down some of the tape in this game. Just a couple players real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, seemed to be getting rid of the ball a lot quicker and moving better in the pocket. You know, last week against the Falcons, that was all terrible. Good on Gruden to Mm -hmm. see the need and emphasize this, make the adjustment immediately because he was a lot instantly better in this game. Uh, Henry Ruggs, outside of that play, has been pretty quiet so far this year. Just kind of some growing pains as a young rookie. Uh, He's... One or two, some good plays in this one, but we haven't really had much of a reason to talk about him so far this year, other than like at the beginning. But even mm-hmm. so, he's so dangerous. Just having him on the field is a threat because of what he can do. You see it, like they call him in motion a ton just to freak out the defense. He's like moves across the line, yeah. like, okay, he's on that side now. Like <laughs> they have to, like, the defense has to constantly adjust for him. Just him being on the field at all is enough. You know, N- Nelson Aguilar, want to bring up slot receiver. So awesome all year for the Raiders. Crazy to think of him as such a reliable talent, but that's what he's been this hmm. year. Darren Waller, obviously fucking stud. Um, Third best tight end in the league right now. Two if we're not – second if we're not, including Kittle because he's injured. Just one quick thing about Darren Waller is he became the third um, the third Raider receiver to go over – to. well, he had 200 yards on the dot, so to go to – I, I, to have at least 200 yards in a game, which is just something interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Huh. I guess yeah, the Raiders throughout their history are not known for their passing attack. No, not really. They are known for interesting draft decisions, <laughs> like taking Cleveland Furl fourth overall pick last year. 
so yeah. far, terrible rookie yeah, year. That was... Huge disappointment. He got out, he got outplayed by Max Crosby that year, the fourth round mm-hmm. pick on the same team. Uh, yeah, he got outplayed then. <laughs> this year, I think he's been better. Uh, he's turned into a really good run defender on the edge. But you're going to take someone fourth overall. Like, they need to be able to rest on the edge. Like they need to rest the, the passer. And he's been a little better this year. And he was pretty good in terms of like pressure in this game. Obviously, yeah, the two strip sacks he had were also really good and earned. He had to beat Makai Becton on both of them, which is not an easy thing to do. That's a mountain of a human being. Yes. Yeah. But those were good. Outside of those plays, I, I, he was all right. Like flipping over the jet side, uh, Frank Gore goes down, bringing Ty Johnson, and they've elevated uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, Josh Adams from the practice squad. Ty Johnson, I don't know really much about. Uh, I can only tell you what I saw in this game, which is, you know, good blocking by the offensive line by on a terrible Raiders defense. But, you know, he also chose, chose his gaps pretty well. And he has a lot of speed and space. Yeah. Josh Adams, similar thing. Josh Adams is actually kind of a nice running back. Doesn't really get a lot of opportunities. Been on practice squad. But this dude was like a leading rusher for the Eagles in 2018, I think. Like, he's a nice running back with a lot of speed. And he can be surprisingly hard to tackle. Uh, you know, good blocking plus bad defense equals good rushing game. And that's mm. what happened. But even so, like, you got to commend him as well for choosing his gaps and showing the burst. Yeah. Uh, the, the two running backs, you know, they, the, mostly the O-line was able to run all over the Raiders' defense. And then the last player I want to talk about again is just Quinn Williams again. It's not easy. Oh yeah, God, he's awesome. It's so not much. easy being an, an interior defender. He pushed the pocket super well, was able to pressure Carr a lot. The only times he really seemed to struggle, like, I'm not, when I say struggle, I mean, like, deleted from the game. Like, as if he wasn't even there. Was when he was <laughs> one-on-one with Rodney Hudson, who is the best center in the league, and no one else is even close. So, you know, freaking forgive him for that. But regardless, Quinn Williams, he's stepping it up. The sky's the limit for him. He, he continues his climb. And oh, that yeah. is about all my takeaways from this game <laughs> on terms of film. Anything else? Mm-hmm. No. I'm good. All right, let's move on. The Colts beat the Texans uh, in Houston, twenty-six to twenty. It was another one that came down to the wire. Last-minute bobbled snap decided this one for sure. Um, very possible the Colts would have lost this game. Um, let's talk about it. No? Uh, yeah, this was a pretty competitive game. You know. Uh... Uh, T.Y. Hilton on the Colts side after last week having a really good game, had another one. I think Frank Reich is either trying to get him more involved with the offense or he's just really motivated now or he <laughs> just had an injury in the beginning Something. that I just did not know about because I've just been seeing him way more now. Uh, other than other than that on their side, I mean, Rivers, you know, he was good, whatever. He was fine. Deshaun Watson on the Texan side all, uh, also really good. <laughs> Uh, the Colts' defense, you know, we know they are. They're pretty good. They they have bad days, but they're pretty good. DeForest Buckner and Justin Houston combined for a really good pass rush today. Uh, there was, of course, that safety. Yeah, it was a yeah. It was a very interesting game. Uh, picking up on your mm-hmm. on uh, Deshaun Watson, um, he had a he had a good first half. I thought, and I do like Kylie did say, I thought. It, they were going to score on that play until Deshaun Watson bobbled yep. the snap. Um, but for me, I mean, that was a big turnover. And 
I don't know. Who do you blame? Do you blame more of the center or do you blame Deshaun for that play? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch it too closely. Know. I can tell you that I look like it hit. I don't know. It was a miscommunication. I guess they both kind of get the blame. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to pick up on Deshaun Watson is the you saw on his stats, it has an interception that I did not think was an interception or at least it was very weird. Uh, um, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. It was, I forget who the receiver was, but it looked like he had possession and the Colts DB kind of ripped it away while he was on the ground oh. and they ruled that an interception. Yeah. That was, uh, that was really weird. Um, going back to the Colts side, uh, Justin Houston uh, tied with Doug English, uh, Ted Hendricks, and Jared Allen for most career safeties in the NFL with four. So that's a cool yeah, thing. Um, that's actually kind of funny. That was only the, the only points in the second half, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's that that bobble pass. I just. I feel so bad for the Texans, man. Like and Deshaun yeah, Watson. Yeah, they had a couple good. You know, Deshaun Watson is always a highlight. I mean, he doesn't always have the best game, but he's been really good lately. He does have elite pocket presence. Every time it seemed like he was pressured, he was stepping up and moving away from. He was moving away from it. The key is really good pocket presence, good awareness, good timer in his head for knowing when he needs to step up to get away from Justin Houston off the edge. Uh. For you know, to contrast this, you'd have like people like Daniel Jones who have no fucking idea when an edge rusher is coming right at him, and then <laughs> like, seen that enough times to know. Like this is like the other end of that. <laughs> like, Deshaun Watson, really good pocket presence. Kiki Kuti, is that how you pronounce his name? Unclear. He had a few really good catches. He's a young receiver. I don't know much about him other than I think this is his second year. And then on the defensive side, you've got JJ Watt, still a pre- still a presence. On the field, excellent run defender, good pass rusher. Even he's not what he used to be, obviously, but he still is really good. Can't can never lock him out of a game. Hmm. Oh, I totally yeah. agree. Um, anything else? Just in general, uh, quick general. Just the the Colts are now tied for first place with the Titans, making um that's right this AFC South battle a very interesting one to look down for. At the stretch, down the stretch, um, I mean, the the Colts and Texans also have to play each other in two weeks, which is crazy to think. Um, do you? Oh yeah, they do. So, but do, who do you, who do you think is more likely to win the division, uh, Tennessee or Indianapolis? I'm gonna go with Indianapolis right now because um, I think I think they're better. Yeah, so I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. agreed. Okay. It, it could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tennessee step it up either. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, let's move on. Anything no. else? All right. So we're moving on to the Rams beating the Cardinals in Arizona 38-28. Um, honestly, I didn't expect this to uh, happen as I thought about it more. Uh, but uh, I don't – I think the Cardinals – Kind of looking a little sus. Totally agree. You guess I think. think the Cardinals. The pressure. I think the yeah. Cardinals are. They're not like falling off a cliff or anything, but they are not looking good. They're not looking like the same team. Uh, I think. 
I think no. now that they're starting to play meaningful games, the pressure, mm-hmm. and because they're so young, yeah, I think the pressure got to them. Um, you know, they they were in a lot of really really exciting games, like back to back to back to back. It seemed like yeah. for a while every game they were in was going to be game of the week, but mm. that was because the Cardinals yeah. were playing out of their minds, and they're not really doing yeah. that anymore. They're uh, nope. They are they're not, not terrible or anything. They're no. they're they're good, no. but like they, I don't think they're a top ten team. No, I don't this, is, this is this yeah. is this is a young oh, team that, that's just kind of figuring itself out. Um, they're showing us the upside. Yeah. <laughs> they're showing us the future. <laughs> what could I do? Be? I do want to talk about though, Sean McVay, and I believe he has yet to lose to the Cardinals as a head coach. I believe it. <laughs> which is just. Yeah, which surprising. is just something interesting. Sean McVay is, is so <laughs> fucking smart as a head coach. Every for for, uh, for anyone unclear, every time you see Robert Woods in motion behind the line, it is that same goddamn scheme that he loves to run that he like invented, <laughs> where there's like a thousand different looks, and he can run like any play he wants out of it. I mean, like you know, you can run a lot of plays out of like a lot of formations, but with this, it just confuses the defense, and they always like change the play like at the line that based on what they see the defense doing, it's like, it's hard to explain how this is different from like every other thing. Cause you can argue a lot of quarterbacks do exactly what I just said, but this is different from that. This is like, this is like some next level shit. He basically like, it's almost like calling the defensive plays for the defense because he knows how they like need to be. And then he designs a counter for that because they are watching film on him yeah. or on his scheme. And thinking, how do I stop this? And he already knows the conclusion they're going to come to. Like, I'm just, this is guys thinking about like next level shit. Like, and every time you see Robert Woods running in motion behind the line, it is that same goddamn concept. And I'm just like, oh, here we go again. Like, there's always some. I've, I've seen like multiple breakdowns on how he's changed it over the years and evolved it. And it's just wow. <laughs> Nobody amazing. It's not time. unstoppable by any stretch. It's not perfect, but it just shows how freaking talented he is. And yeah, he has, in my opinion, one of the perfect quarterbacks to run that. Jared Goff, he really good in this game. Jared Goff is a system quarterback. That is, that's fine. You're allowed to be a system quarterback, and he also yeah. has really like really great arm, really good deep ball. Uh, it's fine to be a system quarterback as long as you can succeed in that system, and he totally like has been at least this year. Yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. And another thing that I like is, I think. Since they got rid of Todd Gurley, they the Rams have been able to run the ball better. So maybe Todd Gurley was a problem. Like if you remember, like last year, their run game wasn't all that. And yeah, uh, their running back by committee has worked pretty well for them. I would say. Well, two two years in the yeah, two I years ago in the third round, they took Daryl Henderson, who everyone was like he could have gone earlier. Like he is a really talented running back. He's just been sitting mm-hmm. behind Gurley his whole career since then. Then this year they take Cam Akers, kind of a similar player to Gurley, where he doesn't offer amazing stuff in the receiving game, but he's hard to tackle and has a lot of quite elusive and has good, not like great breakaway speed, but good acceleration. Mm-hmm. Basically, prime mm-hmm. Todd Gurley is basically what they saw in him. Yeah. And the two of them combined, like like Solomon said, running back by committee, very good, like, very effective, both of them. Really good in the system mm-hmm. too. Another another perfectly uh, placed uh, player for the system is. Tyler Higby. I mean, yeah, he really works well. In yes. that I would go far as to say he's Definitely. like one of the better tight ends in the league this year. Yeah, like 
don't know. I agree. It's hard to make a list of tight ends on the spot, but <laughs> he's he's good. He's really good, and like I you know. say, he runs that se- that uh, system perfectly mm-hmm. with it. Uh, honestly, that's that that's all I got for this game. I was just kind of watching it, kind of like like just marveling <laughs> at Robert Woods running in motion behind the line. <laughs> I, I'm just cussing in my head like, oh, yeah. fuck, here he goes again. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do want to just talk about um, – well, I want to talk about the Cardinals a little bit and kind of the uh, offensive struggles a little bit. Um, Murray didn't complete a pass outside of his touchdown to Dan Arnold in the first quarter, hmm. which was um, kind of interesting. I did not know that. Um, yeah. And wow. then he did – again, he had the, the big fumble with them driving, and he threw the – Essentially, the the game icing pick six. So, and the they brought up an interesting point is that during the, the during this uh, three game losing streak that the Cardinals are having, Kyler Murray is seeing more blitzes than I think he's seen. And since the most blitzes, I should say, he's he's facing the most blitzes. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. So. It seems that he's still young, you know. He's still young, yeah. and they're trying to throw all these looks at him that he can't necessarily understand. Well, yeah, yet. not that he can't understand, but he's like is not experienced enough to just know off yeah. it's coming and make an adjustment within half a second. Also, so when he's like five yeah. nine and having like six people yeah. running at you can probably is kind of scary. So it seems like the you know the best way to stop Murray right now. I mean, it could change. I'm not. I'm not saying that this is going to be it. But I think it if will. you just bring pressure, you're, you're going to rattle them a little bit right now. Yeah, and the Rams are really good at generating pressure. They blitz a <laughs> yeah. ton, especially then, with 99. And there's also that guy who well, I was going out of my way to not say his name this week. <laughs> yeah, but thanks, thanks, Solomon. You can't not. Like... <laughs> yeah. You yeah, can't yeah, not yeah. He's, mention this He's the perfect player, and no one ever better. Let's go and move on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, and um, anything else? Shout out to Jalen Ramsey. I thought he had a pretty good. Game. Oh, he was awesome. He was awesome. Uh, yeah. Honestly, hot take: if it's not Xavier Howard, I think Jalen Ramsey actually is the best cornerback in the league this year. I know it's like an unpopular opinion because everyone just kind of thinks he's like <laughs> not good, but honestly, Ramsey is still kind of another level above these rising corners. Yeah, it's just that one year in Jacksonville. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, we can move on. Um, now moving on to, in my opinion, uh, biggest upset of the week, the Giants beating the Seahawks 17 to 12 at Seattle. Um, I know some people are going to disagree with it because, you know, Washington Steelers, but, uh, in my opinion, it is, uh, what do you guys think of this game? Uh, no, uh, so quite a lot, I think quite a bit of this game, the Giants (laughs) did not necessarily impress me all that much, but the Seahawks, very concerning. Uh, yeah, Russ has yes, not been great agreed. lately, and he was not too great. You know, there was that hot stretch where he was just terrible, and then he like looked like he had he yes. recovered, and then he had this game, and he hasn't been too, overall not too great lately. The offense has sucked. The O line was terrible this game. Receivers could not separate. They absolutely deserve to lose. Like the, the Giants have such a young defense, and are they, this should have been a the Seahawks theoretically match up very well against the Giants. They should have won. Should have, I could have seen them blowing it out if this was like at the beginning of the year, but went the complete opposite way, and it just 
got away from like the the Giants impressed me not as much as the Seahawks yes. disappointed me is what I'm essentially taking two years to say. <laughs> the I totally yeah. agree. Um, yeah, I mean this was a this was a a game that just throughout the first half was like not not really much to have on offense. I mean the 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 score at halftime was five nothing to Seattle. Oh um, yeah, messy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we do have to kind of point out. We do kind of have to point out that um, Daniel Jones wasn't playing, and it was Colt McCoy. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I forgot about did, that. I think it did have a point because you know Colt McCoy is not as uh, mobile as Daniel Jones, so it did take a little bit of a hit. I don't think it played as big of a part in the final score, but yeah, could have. Maybe and with Jen, with with Daniel Jones, you also get more mistakes. Yeah. So Colt McCoy, very yeah. safe player. That's uh, for sure. he, he was fine. He executed their offense pretty well. I didn't have any two takeaways from him. I was watching the Giants pretty closely. Golden Tate, really good slot receiver. Obviously, good slot receiver, but mm-hmm. people kind of think he's done. He, honestly, he's still like a really good playmaker for this team. Uh, the O line we talked about last week. They're playing a little better, at least in terms of run blocking. Uh, although. They're playing Seattle's defense, which I, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. It's still bad. Yeah. No one does. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamal Adams got another sack, though. So Yeah. Blitzing yes. safety does blitz. Yeah. Jamal, oh my he, God. Does he does thing, his thing. He's not having the best year, but he's, he's not. He's still. He can like still blitz. Jamal Adams. He's still got to watch out and circle him on the game yeah. plan before the week. You're like, okay, this guy, him, Wagner. I mean, I heard a lot of stuff about Jordan Brooks, but he honestly didn't accept me. Didn't you know, impress me all that much. I do want to talk on the Giants side, though. I do want to talk about uh, Tay Crowder, Mister Irrelevant this year, and he got on the field quite a bit. I don't know if it's injury or just because he impressed. I think it's probably injury related. Haven't seen a lot of Blake Martinez, but um, Tay Crowder, yeah. you know, he wasn't that bad. He got a sack. Uh, he was all right, you know. I, couple tackles. I didn't notice too much about him other than that he was there and that I'm rooting for him because he's Mr. Irrelevant, you know? Yeah. Uh, Leonard Williams, got to talk about him. He's been so huge this year. Really, My a lot God. Of, yeah, a lot of really big moments he comes up. Really clutch. Mm-hmm. They they like to use him. They like to bounce him around the the line, kind of like J.J. Watt, where like, kind of like an inverted J.J. Watt. He plays a lot of interior, but every now and then they'll put him on the edge just to fuck with the tackle. Because the tackles, yeah. the tackles, like you know, he's like used to pull, playing like a finesse guy, and then he just sees Leonard Williams. He's like, "So this guy's just gonna run me over?" Like, okay, dick. And hmm. that's usually what happens. Like, <laughs> he's really good. He, he can get exposed that way, and it can be dangerous. But it's worked out. Like, really big sacks and big moments this year. On the other, on the edge, though, they've been, you know, another. I've been watching the Giants rookies really closely, <laughs> and Carter Coughlin is another one of them. He. uh he he was there. <laughs> I just like seeing the rookies. Oh, and Xavier McKinney. Forgot about him. I talked about him last week. Kind of like uh, played his first game after like being on IR for his whole life. And he was on the field more on the defensive side of the ball this time, not just special teams. So I think they're phasing him in, which is awesome. I love to see that. Other than that, this game was love really... to see it. I do. Um, oh, well, interesting. Something that did happen for the Giants is. Alfred Morris scored both of their touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw Alfred Morris. I was like, oh, yeah, man. you know, good for Alfred him, man. Morris. Continues but, his tour of the NFC East. Yeah, so interesting story. 
or interesting fact is he scored touchdowns for the Redskins, Cowboys, and now Giants. So he yeah. can if he plays for the Eagles. I know Philly. Where Yeah, <laughs> and then he can com- complete his little NFC East um, touchdown spree. That's <laughs> tour. Yeah, tour. Yeah, and um, I mean, yeah, this game. I mean, it was an impressive win for the Giants. Um, actually, well, an impressive win for the Giants. And, I mean, if including – and then you also take into effect that Washington beat Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, they're now Which the we'll front, talk about later. They're, they're now the front runners for that division. Yeah. Now, I, and it's yeah. very interesting because I've heard a lot of media people talk about it saying, oh, now the NFC East might be a scary team in the playoffs. Um, and oh well, that's I think, cute. <laughs> I think that maybe you know they they could win a game a game because they I think both the Giants and Washington have pretty good defenses, but I don't I don't trust their offenses to to which they're going to need to win win it all like some of the people. Uh, I'm not are gonna, saying. I'm not gonna lie. If if it's Washington, I can see them winning a game. If like. If yeah. whoever they're playing is playing poorly enough, they, you know, mm-hmm. the reason yeah. we'll, we'll get to them a little later, but I could see them doing it. The Giants, yeah. I think, would get completely fucking destroyed unless they play anyone who's not Seattle. <laughs> if they if they yeah. play anyone who's not Seattle, uh, I, honestly, I, even if yeah. they, even if this team, even if these two teams were to play again next week, I would still take Seattle to win. I just they're they're still a way better team. I don't know what the hell's going on with them, but I don't think this is the norm. <laughs> Even so, it's still very no, concerning so. at this point in the year. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be watching them closely from now on. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. Oh, for sure. No. Anything else? All right. So next game up, we have the Packers beating the Eagles in Green Bay, twenty-two uh, sixteen. Uh, the biggest thing in this game that literally everybody's been talking about since it happened is the Eagles benching Wentz and Jalen Hurts, I guess, is the starter for yeah. for Sunday. Yeah. Um, little thing, though, uh, if I was an Eagles fan, uh, I would not be too excited about Hurts. I do not think Doug will use him right either, but we'll get into that later. Um, no one wants to talk uh, about Yeah, it? sure. So most people are going to want to hear about uh, Jalen Hurts and everything. I mean, we know you know it's more, more mm-hmm. than past time to bench Wentz. We were calling for it earlier. He's been the worst quarterback in the league this year. For a lot of reasons, it's the Jalen Hurts era has begun, and it's just too early to really take get any takeaways from him. I he made it, yeah, he made two nice throws, like that one to Rager on the sideline was nice. That end zone throw to Greg Ward, really good throw. Other than that, I didn't see anything too impressive, like anything. Eh, he created some hype, but I'm we'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see on him. We're gonna. We're gonna walk. You know, it's just it's too early. <laughs> he was he was in for like half a game or something. I wanna, I do want to yeah. say this, and I know, I know, Kylie, you love Wentz. Um, yep. I just, I, I felt personally watching the game. Um, maybe it may not be true going forward. It may not be true in the, for the rest of the season. But I felt personally in this game, Hurts gave him a better spark than Wentz did in this game. Absolutely did. Um. The team looked better when Hurts yeah. was up. Like, they, they started they looked, playing more physical. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, they, they looked a lot more confident uh, against the Packers. Honestly, but, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, but, yeah, 
you know, you, you don't know what Hurts is going to bring now that it's his first full start. And that interception he threw was a little bit weird. I don't know what he was looking at, really. Yeah. The, the ball got hit. It had to it, have been tipped. Yeah. Because that was, yeah. It was tipped. It, it, it didn't look like it was tipped, but I could. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Still interesting. Yeah, and like I, I don't hold that against him at all. Even if he threw it right to the guy, I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. It's too early. Just like I'm gonna take mm-hmm. away like the good things, saying it's too early to like celebrate those. It's also too early to criticize the bad things. I need just a bigger uh, volume of study to like. I'm excited for next week. He has a very difficult challenge ahead of the, the Saints defense yeah, yeah. that we were talking about earlier. Uh, honestly, because the because of the like we were saying, the Eagles like played better after they put Hurtens in. This uh, kind of fuels my crazy conspiracy theory that Doug's just trying to get Wentz killed. <laughs> it just starts calling better plays as soon as what hurts is in. But the, it didn't get it didn't yeah. get like noticeably better. It's still Doug Peterson, so I was like, all right, I guess that's out the window. <laughs> that being said, D- Peterson got to go. I don't think Hurts can succeed yeah, with, um, with Peterson. So no. there was an article that came out like maybe a couple hours before the game, and they're talking about. Uh, Peterson being on the hot seat, so it's looking. It's really looking like uh, these are going to be Peterson's last four games with the Eagles. Uh, yeah, they're not going to yeah. fire him at this point in the year, mm-hmm. uh, just because I think they've already given up on the season. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm positive of that if they're um, pulling Wentz. Because other, like, think about it. There was no reason to keep Wentz in as mm-hmm. long he was getting killed out there. There was no reason we we thought that he should have been benched. Uh, as much as we love him, we thought he should have been benched weeks ago. So the fact that um, that, that he, they had him in until now, make you know, is because up until now they were still believed for some reason that he was the best thing for them on the field and that they were playing for something. This move tells me you're just throwing things at the wall now because you've given up. I don't think you can win the division. Might as well mm-hmm. see what Hurts has. If he leads you to the playoffs, which you know they're still eligible, good. But you know. Yeah. If if not, at least you see what he can do. Yeah. Continuing on the Eagles side, it was um, in the Wentz talk. Uh, Ten straight games, Wentz has been sacked three plus yeah, times. Yeah, the offensive line's been garbage. Oof. Everything's been garbage. Alshon Jeffrey was yep. fucking terrible. Yeah. Liter- yep. He needs to go. I think he's in his last con- he year of his contract. Gone. He was literally locked out of this game. He will be. He can do nothing right as a receiver. I don't. Goodbye. The f- <laughs> sooner he goes, the better. But then when he yeah, leaves, knowing, he's going to – As gonna... soon as he goes out, he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver again. And... Yeah, so back to yep. his bear days. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was good on the mm-hmm. Bears. But I, I guess we can uh, – I, I guess we kind of have to flip the switch and kind of talk about the Packers who just were kind of meh. I didn't really see anything uh, that, that wowed me on the Packers side. It was, you know, the same old, same old pretty except, much. Except for that one throw. Yeah. That was amazing just to um... – yeah. Adams in the end zone above Slay, right? Um, no, I was talking about the one where Rodgers was in the end zone and threw it between two people at midfield. Yeah, that, that, that throw was, was... That was one of the best oh, throws I've that ever one. seen in my life. Yeah. I was watching that and I was just like, God damn it, Aaron Rodgers. You're, you're really going to have <laughs> one of the best years of your fucking career and just win mm-hmm. Offensive Player of the Year at most. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like, uh, right? Uh, yeah, uh, but... Speaking of Rodgers, he is the fastest quarterback to 400 TDs. Only took him 160-something yep. games to do it. So yes. that's just uh, madness. 
speaks to the volumes, though, the kind of player Aaron Rodgers is. Yep. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. The Packers are just kind of looking at him like, maybe we should have gotten him help instead of drafting a quarterback in the yeah. first round. Um, I yeah. wonder how long he's going to be in Green Bay, Rodgers. I I mean, this could, they don't this, want to get rid of him anymore. This but. could play out like a Brett Favre situation, and he's I still get, think he's going to go somewhere else and just fucking dominate. But this, it, you know, would be really funny mm. if it played out Bears. exactly. No, Packers. if it played out exactly <laughs> like uh, Brett Favre's, where he goes to the Jets for Jets. a year and then goes to the Vikings, that'd be really funny. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> I, Aaron I'd Rodgers laugh. is making a hundred million to play for a team that already like. A front office that has never ever gotten him help. There is no amount of money you can pay for him to play for the Jets. <laughs> no. But um, I know another interesting fact is uh, Devontae Adams caught his uh four hundredth uh, TD pass. Aaron Rodgers. He also caught yeah. Aaron Rodgers' two hundredth TD pass. So yeah, that... they're they're a really good. Oh duo. wow, that just... connection's real. One of yeah. the best uh, wide, uh quarterback receiver combinations yeah. if, in NFL uh, history at this point. They're awesome. If Devo was here. He would be, oh, yeah, he'd right be gushing all over. <laughs> he loves that guy. It's all I yeah. hear about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is it is a real thing. Like, they are really good. They are mm. two of the best to ever do it. Oh, for sure. Not the best ever. I well, Obviously. No one on this podcast anymore is saying that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like, it, it, is, it is super impressive. There was that uh, really good touchdown run by Aaron Jones, too. That was just yeah. awesome. That pretty much clinched it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think Aaron Jones uh, did much else in the game. But no. it was really seeing Bakhtiari literally like keeping pace with him <laughs> running on the sideline. I was like, God damn, that's a fast offensive oh, lineman. <laughs> yeah. But this kind of yeah. is interesting is I think Green Bay, and we talked about New Orleans. I think they're probably – it's either going to be Green Bay or New Orleans getting the one seed. And I wanted to see who you guys thought would most likely be uh, getting that one seed. New Orleans – or Green Bay. I just think New Orleans is a little bit better than Green Bay right now. I do have the one um, thing I'm concerned about New Orleans is uh, they have to play Kansas City in a few weeks. Well, I guess we'll yeah. we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see about your take from earlier. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I do still think <laughs> New Orleans is good, but you know, Kansas City is still a good team. So you know, if they do lose that game, let's not forget Green Bay has a tiebreaker over them. That's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one to, yeah. to yeah. see. Uh, moving forward from um, moving forward from now on, on the Eagles side, I would just watch Jalen Rager a little bit more. He's yeah. interesting. He's all right. I I think I trust Jalen Hurts to be able to get him the ball a little more than I do Wentz. Not that I think Hurts is like amazing or even necessarily good. Like I actually did not like him coming out, but. Uh, Wentz is throwing so inaccurately that it has to be an upgrade. <laughs> Hopefully, unless he's like Mr. Trubisky, it'll probably. Be My point is, look look for Rager to maybe have like maybe kickstart his rookie year now. If not, wouldn't hey. would wouldn't be surprised. He but, had a punt return touchdown, so we'll see. He also caught a normal touchdown. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. we'll see. All right. All right. Uh, moving on to the. Uh, Patriots shutting out the Chargers in LA, forty-five to nothing. Uh, this is the winner I kind of expected. Just thinking about it some more throughout the week, uh, but it's not even close to the score I thought it would be. Um, what do you think, well, Solomon? It's kind of interesting because if you just you know look at the numbers, 
you looked at the stats at first and you just didn't know the score, you would not think that the uh, it was 45 to nothing. I mean, before, you know, getting benched, uh, Cam Newton only right. threw for 69 yards. And there really wasn't a lot of Patriots offense. Correct. But you see, the thing is, the Chargers, what is their one Achilles heel? Being it's the Chargers. Teams. Yep. No, no, no. Well, yes, but no, no. That's what I mean. When, that's what. I, yeah. That's what I. That's what I mean when I say being yeah. the Chargers. It's special they, they teams. They find yeah. ways to lose, and wow! <laughs> Holy it it shit. always seems. Holy shit! They're special it, teams. It, it always seems that special teams is the one to let them the Chargers down the most, and they gave up a punt return touchdown to Gunnar Osefsky, and then the block field goal right at the end of the half. All other field goal misses. Yep. Uh, just. They didn't just shoot themselves in the foot. They actually just fucking killed themselves. Yeah. It was, wow. The special teams errors everywhere. And also, <laughs> really bad coaching decisions. I, yeah. I actually think this game put Anthony Lynn directly on the hot seat. Yeah. He and was just... all... Um, in the article that I mentioned earlier about uh, Doug Peterson being on the hot seat, Anthony Lynn was also mentioned in that, too. Uh, by Bleacher Report, by the way. I should probably cite my sources. By, uh, uh, it was in Bleacher Report. I see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with it. Anthony Lynn's all right. Like, is he doesn't like do anything special. No. And you kind of need some way to change the game. He really but doesn't. He's shown that he's just continued the Chargers tradition of messing things up. Ugh. And <laughs> that's that happened in like the worst ways this game. Like, oh my lord. Yeah. Um. Just yeah. And uh. Yeah. The Patriots. Um. They are. You know. A little interesting thing is. Since the start of last season, um, the Patriots are the only team to shut out their opponents and score 30-plus points in the same game. So, that's just something interesting. It just shows that when they shut you down, they really shut you down, I guess. Yeah, ouch. And, like, um, we get it. Jeez, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> As far as uh, Justin Herbert goes, this was probably his worst game as a pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this was he oh, was for terrible. Sure. Yeah. Don't don't even make a mistake about it. This was his. This is the the Herbert that everyone saw coming out. <laughs> you know, yeah. This is the one that actually added up. We were like, oh, there's the guy from Oregon. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Anything I mean, else? It was just a pretty much dominant game by the Patriots that has them kind of in the playoff mix once again. Now that they're five hundred. So, yeah, uh, if they keep playing like this, I don't think they will because they're not going to play the Chargers every week. Yeah, but but you know, it's not like they play bad. Yeah, so they can win. They've shown that they can win. Yeah, they can be good teams. All right, we Definitely. can. Yep. No. Anything milk. else? <laughs> Chargers are Chargers. Can't yeah. confirm. <laughs> no one they don't have. They have like five. Oh. <laughs> Damn, I think that's their coach. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's the coach's family. All right, so moving on to the other team that clinched the playoffs this week. Um, The Chiefs beat the Broncos in Kansas City 22-16. I don't really have much to say about this game. What do you think, Noel? So uh, just going to go ahead and admit that I did not watch anything from this game. And (laughs) the reason is because Drew Locke is in it. So, uh, take it away, Solomon. <laughs> well, <laughs> bail us out. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, I was re- really watching this game, and Kansas City's offense just didn't necessarily look um, all that 
all that impressive today. Like Kansas um, City. They did have a they did have a touchdown that should have been a touchdown that wasn't called a touchdown. That was but, a catch. I mean, real t- to be fair, to be fair, real time it didn't it, it clearly wasn't a catch. If if you saw it in real time, it, it looked like one of those plays where you're just like, meh, it's not a catch. It probably turned the other way. So I mean, even Tyreek yeah. Hill kind of didn't know that he caught it. <laughs> So it, it's just, it's just, but one upon of those, review, yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. looking at it, you would, especially like in real time, you're like, yeah, that would have been a yeah. good catch if he caught yeah, it. Yeah, it was but just it wasn't one of those fluky plays. But actually, I have to give credit to Denver. I thought Denver came out with a pretty solid game plan. Um, I mean, they were, yeah. they were kind of playing well and not, you know, they weren't outscoring them because. They try and just slowed the tempo of the game down and really didn't allow Kansas City that much opportunities to score. Mm, I, I, know, I know they ended up losing, and Drew Locke had two very backbreaking interceptions. Ugh. But I didn't even watch them. Yeah. I just kind of matched them in my head. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but, That's um, a safety. Why would you throw it? <laughs> yeah. But um, I was actually – I was actually kind of impressed. The one thing that did arc me about uh, Denver is Drew Lock. I know. No, no, no. <laughs> they tried a they tried a field goal right at the not. Uh, they tried a fifty-two yard field goal right before halftime, and he missed it. And then Kansas City ended up getting a field goal um, right before it, so it became ten to nine. Um, Look, he's not young Waku. <laughs> I mean, McManus is not a bad kicker. But it was a that was just very interesting. The clock management at the end of halftime was pretty bad, and yeah, um, it was. Travis Kelsey went over a thousand yards. Um, he uh, fifth straight season over a thousand yards as a tight end. So he's gonna retire as one of the best yeah. of all time. And oh, also I have to do give credit to Denver's defense, uh, especially like Shelby Harris. He was batting down a lot of balls mm-hmm. in this game. Um, I think they had like seven batted passes from the line of scrimmage in this game, so that's pretty impressive for Denver as a defense. Um, but other than that, it was a really, it wasn't really, it was really a Mac game. You know, it wasn't. Glad I did not miss much. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, it you wasn't like didn't a, miss much at all. a typical Kansas City explosive game, but it no, was it, it was a close, good enough game, but. Nothing really to write home about. I mean, nothing extraordinary happened in this game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on, because that game was yeah. really special. All right. So moving on to, uh, I guess, the second most unexpected, the second biggest surprise this week. Uh, the Washington football team beat the undefeated Steelers 11-1 to in Pittsburgh. Uh, twenty three to seventeen, and not to toot our own horn here at the sports facts, but we did call the upset last week on our podcast. Um, I mean, we all actually took the Steelers to win, but we did say it was a possibility. Uh, the seventy two Dolphins need to call up the football team and thank them because, for obvious reasons, uh, all jokes aside, this was a good win for Washington. That defensive line is legit, obviously. Um. Chase Young is an incredible player. Um, what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, the first thing that, that jumps out to me is 
Pittsburgh cannot run the football. They need to figure out how to run the freaking football because it would have really helped in this game. I mean, they had a 14 to nothing lead, and it really felt like they could have had Washington. If they had a solid run game, I feel like they could have really had Washington in this game down an hour early because Washington could not move the ball early on. Also, yeah, they couldn't. And also, I uh, just want to yeah. chime in here just real quick. They good defensive line and mm-hmm. good, good, uh, bit, yeah, good defensive line for the not an easy team to run on, but they yeah. did struggle against Washington's practice squad. Or, I'm sorry, Baltimore's practice squad last mm-hmm. week, too. So, but um, I mean, also Pittsburgh's uh, receivers, especially Eric Ebron in this game, man, Tons of God drops. drops. Drops um, everywhere. James Washington dropped. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson dropped the pass. What? Like, oof. Yeah, it was he, everywhere. Yeah. Um, Washington, um, for being on for Washington, I, I think that this is an impressive win. Um, just like the Giants, as I said earlier. And, and they did it without Antonio Gibson, who had turf toe, who came down with yep. turf toe, like, literally on his second rush. Yep. Um, so, huh. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, he wasn't there. Um, and, uh, yep. And, you know, Oh, Can... I know last week, Noam, you were talking about being critical of Alex Smith. I thought today was, I think, one of his Statement. best games. Yes, one of his best My games. My favorite game yeah. this week. I don't, didn't yeah. look at any of the stats or anything. Didn't make too many amazing throws, but, mm. I mean, Jesus freaking Christ. You see what happened to his other leg? Yeah, he bleeding, got... Bleeding. No, it's oh, going my God. Yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, my God. He's just yeah. staying in, like, pretending that's what not a, happening. And it's Alex Smith gets the if comeback he... win. Yeah. If he doesn't get comeback player of the year, I am running through a yeah, freaking hopefully he's got it. Hopefully like, this, this was game will settle that argument. Yeah, this was the battle of the comeback players, and clearly – we know who the leader is. Yes. I do not yeah. care. Okay, so like, I guess Big Ben was the other guy up up for it. Yeah. If that we all, I guess over, over here at the Sport Facts, we all were confident in Alex Smith to a level that we weren't really even considering Big Ben, but we acknowledge that he was uh, like qualifying for it. And we also understand that the Steelers are eleven and one, and football team is five and seven. But that's like completely out <laughs> of context of what Alex Smith Ignoring has come back from. Yeah. And yeah. just what he's done with his surrounding core. I'd like to point out that, yeah, there was a lot of drops. The Steelers' receiving core is still absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. He has a yeah. great offensive so, line. Like, Big Ben has every means to succeed, and their offense is not prolific at all. Like, it's okay. Yeah. So, and, and enough of this Big so, Ben comeback player of the year. Garbage. Yeah, no. So, the reason that – yeah, so the reason all three of us and most people – or a few people, I guess, because it wasn't really um, – I saw a lot of pro Ben Roethlisberger stuff, but the reason we're picking uh, the the reason we're picking Alex Smith is because he literally had one of the worst uh, football injuries. I think I'm pretty sure it's Preston Theismann's. I think we were talking about that earlier. No, I don't remember uh, much about that, but um. the fact that he literally went septic, almost lost his leg, almost 17, died. Uh, infections. Yeah. 17 oh, surgeries. Yeah. 17 surgeries, a and ton of infections. Washington's medical yeah. team just having to deal with that alone. I think yeah. already And then two him. years later. He's coming back and he, yeah, he's playing really later, good football. Like, yeah, like he's playing. Yeah. He's playing. He's playing okay football. <laughs> I can't say really good. He's playing. He's doing anything. Like he's, anything is anything is enough for me to like playing, say well, he has 
Go ahead. Um, I don't want to say he's playing like like he used to play because he's not. I don't think he's the same person. But he's, he's bringing not. back. Mm-mm. He's bringing back the confidence that I think Alex Smith brings. Like if you remember before he got injured, yeah. Washington probably went uh, was like six and two or something really good. Yeah, yeah they, they were they really, had, yeah, really good were. before. He got and there. I think that confidence. I remember they had a very easy yeah. schedule at the time, but even so, they yeah. were playing. No, but he was playing well. He yeah. was playing undoubtedly well. That confidence that they had before he got mm-hmm. injured, it's it's coming back. Yeah, like I, I think know, like knowing that he's your guy. Yeah, like I think it affects spreads the whole team as well. He did a really good job being like a really good game manager. A couple really good throws in this game. This is what we talked about last week. The scenario and why we thought football team had a chance when it, you know everyone was this just smelled upset to us because of the fact it did they dominate lower levels of competition. Washington lately has been really good against teams that are around their level. And their level is bad. Washington is not a good football team. <laughs> their level is bad. The Steelers are a top five team, but they always somehow, some way, whether it's drops or penalties or something or Big Ben, or they always find a way to play down to their competition. And we thought if they do play down to Washington's level of competition – you know, the, comp, the, the area in which Washington succeeds the most, there's a chance Washington beats them. And, and they did. Mm-hmm. I think this is the, the biggest game of the season for them. They took down the undefeated Steelers. I mean, we don't, we, you know, I think the Steelers were pretenders the whole time, had a super easy schedule. But even it doesn't change the fact they were undefeated. And, you know, the football team took them out. Like, people came to play. That defensive line's awesome. Uh, Cam Sims had a great game. Logan Thomas completely won me over as an awesome tight end. Yeah. I I know mm-hmm. I have a big doubter on him. I admit it. And the I, reason was because I know like nothing about him and he didn't do anything too impressive. Mm-hmm. Down the stretch lately, last couple games, he's honestly been super good. And he was super good in this game too. He's won me over. Go Logan Thomas. Yeah. Um <laughs> you, you, I know Pittsburgh does play down to their competition a lot. And yes, that that is true. I mean Pittsburgh has been notorious for doing that over the years. Oh, yeah. But how much... My whole life. Yeah. But I do have (laughs) one uh, slight question is, and we've seen this a couple times from Pittsburgh, is that do you think they overlooked their opponent? Like, I remember... Do do you think they were looking forward to that Bills game next week or this week? Because that's the big one. The Bills game this week. Oh, I'm. Well, I got a lot. No, they got, they were he, looking, he means next week. Or next week, yeah. I know. Like, like, do you think they were looking forward to that, and were probably just thinking they kind of like circled it, yeah, and rubbed this one off as a W, yeah. I don't I know. Think it's hard so. to say what's going on inside their locker room, and I, I'll say that for a good coach, this does happen to Tomlin a lot, yeah. So, wouldn't not necessarily surprise me, but I also think Tomlin is professional enough to kind of look at this D line and thought about the last game against Baltimore and was a little worried. I, I like as much as we, as we know, they always know more. Yeah. You know, they're, they know a lot more in the, in, inside the true. locker room and there's no way for us to know what's going on in there. Yeah. I, I don't, we can just yeah. speculate. And so I, I don't know. I, maybe some of the players, like if you wanted to tell me that Eric Ebron was thinking about next week <laughs> when he was like, when balls were hitting him in the hands and he was dropping them. I, yeah, I'd be <laughs> like, that makes complete sense. Yeah. But Tomlin, yeah. I don't know. Tomlin has my respect as head coach. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, 
13 years, or not 13 years, more like 14 years without a losing season. He's, yes. Yeah. He is very good moving on. <laughs> yeah. All right. We can move to the next game. All right. Let's move on to the Bills beating the 49ers in Arizona, 34-24. This game was played in Arizona due to COVID-19 protocols, both in the state of California and city of San Francisco. Um, This game score-wise, looks closer than I thought it was going to be. But uh, what do you guys think, uh, Noam? Good game. Bills are uh, Bills are a top-five team, mostly due to Pittsburgh falling yes. and Seattle falling. But Bills are – their offense is really good. Josh Allen is playing really well. They weren't, like, astonishingly well in this game. But, I, I mean, I think Josh Allen actually had, had a lot of really good stats. I don't know. I, I think I saw that on ESPN well. or something. I, I, regardless, he looked pretty good. Um, the defense also looks pretty good for the Bills, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know. We knew that they beat the Forty ers The Forty ers kept it com- yeah. as competitive as they could. I like the Forty ers a lot, and I think they make a lot of really good plays and play. I think they play up to their competition really well. Like uh, they can give anyone a game, but you know, the outcome I don't think it's necessarily. All right. Well, in doubt. Yeah, well, I agree. I have to say, Josh Allen really impressed me. Um, really, just a, a great game from Josh Allen. Four four touchdowns yeah. in this game. Um, was really good. Yeah. He was awesome. Um, I do want uh, and congrats to the Buffalo Bills. They finally won a Monday Night Football game this century, which is <laughs> insane. Good for them. Yeah. They could do it. Um, yeah, broke the longest. Uh, longest. Longest uh, losing streak in Monday Night Football. Um, but I want to talk about Nick Mullins and something that came up that was kind of interesting. Um, I know Nick Mullins isn't fancied as a quarterback, but he's a good quarterback, but, you know, not great. But Yeah, he's did you know below that average, not, not good. Nick, anything, Mullins, yes. Nick Mullins trails only um, Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes. In yards thrown in their first in his first thirteen uh, career starts, which is just crazy wow. to think about. Um, yeah, it is. Wow. But yeah, that's just some good for Nick Mullins. There was uh, there was a lot of bad on Nick. Mullins. There was a lot of bad. There was I mean, a lot of bad. He, there, yeah, throughout his you know yeah. his limited career, he's been there. To be fair to Nick Mullins, one of his interceptions it hit Ayuk right in the hands. Oh yeah. And, but the other one was just. Oh, I don't. That was really bad from Mullins, especially yeah. when it was coming to that point in the game where you felt the 49ers needed a touchdown. Yeah, um, they they do. Mullins mm-hmm. can do some nice things, yeah. but he is going to make mistakes. Yeah, he's, he's kind yeah. of typical backup mm-hmm. young player. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Just Anything one more else? quick thing is, yeah, like I mentioned, Ayuk was back and he did not look right. I'm not necessarily injured, but he just didn't he look didn't. right. And he looked all right to me for the most yeah. part. He definitely had a rough game in terms of hands. Yeah. I don't know what it was. He just, I mean, he's not known as the best receiver receiver. He's kind of like just another Debo Samuel. <laughs> they got to scheme him the ball. He came down with a really awesome deep pass. Like, he, he can do it. I Something was weird with him this game. I agree. He had a rough game. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. with like, you know, the catching of the football. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you, you know who did though was uh, Gabriel Davis, yeah. the other rookie, on their side. Awesome night. He's looking real good. Shout I want to shout, shout out uh, Cole Beasley oh, yeah. as one of the best slot receivers this year, if not the best. He's been amazing. 
he's probably going to continue to be. Is he, he's going to finish the year strong, I think. Uh, Josh Allen did have mm-hmm. a pretty amazing throw to Gabriel Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, congrats to the Bills um, for for yeah, cracking for sure. a top five. Anything else? Yeah, good job. <laughs> no, <laughs> we can move on. Uh... All right. So let's go to the win. You guys want to talk about the loss? I want to talk about Tuesday night football. Uh, the final, yeah, Tuesday night football. Really weird. Um, the final game of the week. The Ravens beat the Cowboys in Baltimore, thirty-four seventeen. Like I said, I love the outcome so much. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a really good thirty-seven yard run for a touchdown. Looked great. Uh, what do you guys think? No? So, the Ravens team came out looking very slow and very rusty at first. I, I They just didn't seem like as physical. They seemed like a little slow. Their offense was like – the first half of this game was a little difficult for me to watch, honestly. It was like they, they were – they weren't even like running the ball very well. And, I mean, I, Tyre Phillips against Demarcus Lawrence is always going to worry me. But he did his job fairly well. Like, he, he did well enough. And then it took off, and Whoa. the rushing attack was amazing. <laughs> Lamar, J.K. Dobbins, yeah. Gus Edwards, all awesome. Lamar, great. Uh, let's talk about Lamar. Lamar had a couple <laughs> pretty bad throws. That interception was totally on Marquise Brown, and no one can tell me otherwise. Yeah, no, yeah, no, okay. So I wanted to, to pick this up. Yeah, the interception definitely was on, on Brown. Um, but there were couple of throws that were like what was happening like i was well, yeah lamar clearly there was I mean, just out of the, practice again the one that i think was like damn it lamar should have made was to boykins when he was open in the end zone and he left it short yep um yeah he was a little bit yeah he was a little bit fortunate i would say uh he did sail uh um what's his face luke wilson but we got bailed out by a pass interference that was nuts. They just were like, what if yes. we just kind of like took yeah. him out of the air? Yeah. And <laughs> he uh, goes up for it. Boykins uh, <laughs> touchdown pass was a smidge too high. Thank God Boykins was 6'4". Um, yeah. Boykins perfect for tall for overthrows. Yeah. But, uh, Overthrowing Marquise yeah. Brown, it's going to be a catch for Boykins. <laughs> but the throw to, to Hollywood for the touchdown, that was an absolute dime. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Wow, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Lamar, the touch you put it. on that pass was so yeah. good. Uh, Lamar, yeah, like, this wasn't, like, an amazing game for him, honestly, but it was a pretty good one. Yeah. And considering that, like, Lamar is known for, like, when he doesn't play a lot and he's coming off, like, a couple weeks not playing, he does not have the very good games. Like, when he's not hot, he's not mm-hmm. hot. He came out not hot and got hot yeah. towards the like the second I mean, half. And honestly, dude, like he played, he played his uh Lamar style of brand. He played to his strengths. Yeah, I know. I like to see. I like him to play to the strengths, and he did. I love when he told the field goal unit to get and out of here. You know, yeah, that run for a thirty-five yard. Very touchdown. reminiscent of Seattle last year. Um, I know. I know yeah. when uh people Lamar loves going yeah. for it. I know. I know. So I don't want people look at the stats and see that he only threw for like 107 yards. They're gonna be like, "Oh, he's not our quarterback or whatever." But he doesn't need to throw well, that. Not, no, uh, yeah, he threw. Yeah, he I only mean, threw 15 times. Like, yeah. times completed 12. I mean, of we them. we rushed real. As long yeah, as he gets the job done, I, I don't really yeah, care no. about stats. I just, I like he's an, he's an he's a really good player. Mm. He plays in his own way, and he's very yeah. Good. But like, like, what I was gonna say is, he we is. rushed for almost 300 yards in the game. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I yeah, do want to talk about, well, the defense 
And I was a little bit disappointed in our defense today. I was too. Um, they were mostly healthy yeah. last week. We got Brandon Williams and Clayus Campbell back for this game, and they did not Ooh. much, not not much of an Campbell effect. Campbell didn't look right, but no. I, I I mean, I think that this is a different game if Dallas makes their kicks. Um, but possibly, yeah. yeah, maybe. I'd like to point out that uh, Justin Tucker has said that since the they installed the new scoreboard in M&T Bank Stadium. It's like siphons the wind through the stadium completely yeah. different. He he has he's on record saying that like kicking at home for him is the most difficult stadium to kick in. Yeah. So Speaking Legatron missing three out of four, I guess understandable. Yeah. He didn't he didn't seem to miss them by much. No, but speaking of that, um I hate Joe Buck. So what announcer um, jinx? What a announcer jinx. Oh, oh my, my god, that god. was the biggest announcement but, drink I've ever heard. He, he does so, get all the time. Yeah, year. so here's Goddamn what happened Saints. in case you guys didn't watch the game. So uh they were the announcers were discussing, I forget who was with Joe. Troy Bob, Aikman. But they were talking. Yep. And well, yeah, that's right, Troy Aikman. Um They were talking about how Justin Tucker has made like seventy from under forty field goals within forty from under forty and then um, obviously he, it was, it was, it was 31 yards. He kicks it. It's good. There's a flag. So they go back, um, five yards, which is, it's a 36 yard field goal. They're talking about how all oh, they're so confident. He's going to, he's going to uh, Yeah, that it. was oh, the worst. Troy Aikman. Uh, worst yep. announcer drinks I've ever heard in my yeah. life. But I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. blame them. I think <laughs> that he didn't miss. And Aik- they're just Aikman sitting in a box. actually mm. warned yeah. Joe Buck. Oh, uh, but I'm not that One other thing is. CD Lamb almost completed, uh, almost DeAndre Hopkins dust. Oh my God, we were literally inches away. <laughs> he did. That could be yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, the Ravens defense not looking too great. It's a diff. You gotta admit, uh, Solomon and Kylie, if you watched, different defense out there without Jimmy Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Honestly, oh, yeah, I think that sure. third like cornerback, just like the third really good like at least B plus graded cornerback out there. It changes so much. Yeah, which like changes. It changes the whole. Yes. Di- it may not seem like a big thing, but it cha- it just it like shifts up your whole defense as playing better with him there, and he can do so much like play free safety and everything. Our safeties kind of struggled this game, and I felt another person who struggled is Yannick Ngakwe. He's been incredibly disappointing since the Ravens traded for him at the deadline. Uh, I, I I need to see more uh, big game. I think against Cleveland this week. Well, lot, yeah. lots approved for the Ravens. Um, just just a quick yes, quick thing definitely. about Ngakwe is I thought Ngakwe was kind of Ngakwe had a couple of plays where he could have gotten a, to Dalton, but I felt like he went more for forcing a fumble than forcing a sack. Yeah, it feels like he's so close to a strip sack yeah. like every freaking time, but he never really he's gotten it once yeah. against Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. Switching over yeah. to the Cowboys side, Dalton was fine. Uh, Zeke had his first good game in a really long time. Uh, blocking was pretty good. Ravens defensive line playing a little soft. I expect that to be fixed by next week. And then, um, just quick, mm-hmm. Queen had a pretty good interception. Um, yeah, that tip, oh, that tip yeah. pass, great instincts to dive for that. How. Yeah, I didn't think he got it. <laughs> and LJ Fortune had an interception too, but whatever. But he's LJ Fort. Yeah, I mean, no, it was a, it was a clear. Um, interception. Well, I don't know. It, maybe it was like the Tyreek play. It looked like it. It, it looked like it was incomplete live. So, yeah. But also, yeah. 
but, it was but still... also we did get lucky. They missed the pass interference call on us on uh, Elliot. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was. I don't know how they yeah. did that. But um, <laughs> anything else about this game? No. Hey, the it's a win. It's All a right. win. The win is a win. Let's, Ra- let's, it is a win. win. The Ravens definitely. Let's get four more. Let's get four more. Yeah. And, and return to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. All right. Now moving on to Week 14 picks. First up, we got Patriots at Rams. Give me Rams. I'm feeling kind of confident. I don't know. I'm feeling like uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick will will find a way to pull this out. I think it'll be close. This. This is going to be an interesting game, and I'm not gonna, I'm going to take the Rams to win mm-hmm. it. Though I think the Rams are just a lot better. All right, and now we have Saints at Eagles. Give me Saints all day. Saints probably by thirty. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a rough game for Hurts. So I got the Saints. Yep. All right. Uh, now we have Texans at Bears. I'm gonna say Texans. You know what? <laughs> Houston is 4 and 0 all time against uh Chicago. But I think Chicago is going to going to end that streak tonight tar- I think this it'll week. go either way. Yeah. I think uh Chicago's going to end the streak this, this week. This is a this is a weird one. I'm 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 still thinking about it in my head. I'm hmm. I'm going to take I'm going to hesitantly take the yeah, Bears. Yeah. I really think it'll go I just because way. I think th- this is if 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 Trubisky sucks. <laughs> This take is gonna go. This take I'm about to say is gonna go really fucking terrible for me. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna say I think the Texans secondary is probably the worst defense to be able to force Trubisky to play as terrible as he does, or to take advantage well, of his terrible well, you have to, play. Uh, I think if well, yeah, their their secondary. You already tried. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say yeah, the second the no, secondary probably stinks too, but. Houston's run defense is pretty bad too, so if Chicago, yeah, yeah. they can also keep the ball on the ground with Montgomery. James Daniels mm-hmm. is a pretty good guard. Got to watch out for JJ Watt. I can see him just uh, just bullying Mitch Trubisky all all game, but I can see that happening yeah. so easily. But other than that, I think I'm fairly confident in Chicago. All right. So next up, we got Cowboys at Bengals. Uh, I'm gonna say Cowboys. Yeah, this is going to be the worst game of the week. But Yuck. Yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Dallas to win. Yuck game. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yes. Yeah, Rooting for the Bengals, for sure. though. Of course. <laughs> uh, now we have <clears throat> Chiefs, Chiefs at Dolphins. Give me Chiefs. Um, I actually think this might be closer than people think, but... Uh, I agree. I, I do, agree. too. I think it's actually going to be closer than people but think. But give me my home I, I still think the Chiefs... Yeah. Yeah, like and when I say closer than people think, I mean if the Chiefs win by, if it's if the Dolphins score like twenty and the Chiefs score like forty one, to me that's still closer than people think. I'm gonna take the Chiefs, obviously. Yeah, for sure. All right, and next up we have the uh, the Giants playing the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. Look, I, I want to believe in the Giants, but. Me too. I want to take them so I, I badly. I, just yeah. like, I think they match up me terribly. Too. I don't know. Cardinals, I just feel honestly. like the Cardinals have to win this game. So give me the Cardinals. They do. I think the Cardinals will win this game too. All right. Next up, we got Vikings at Bucks. I'm going to go with. This... I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking 
kind of, ah, give me the Bucks. This one's an interesting yeah. one, honestly. This one's could be this one could low key be a great game or be really messy. Ah, I I don't even know who I'm gonna take it. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna take the Bucks. I'm gonna take the Bucks. They're they are the, the better. Bucks are the better team, but I feel like the Vikings need this win more. So that's what I'm saying. And they could, and they totally I, could. I just, I just, yeah. I think, I, 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 you know, but it's very interesting. There's a lot to go in, but I think the Vikings need this more. So I am going to take the Vikings, but it would not surprise me if the Bucks win. It's it's really a coin flip. Yeah. All right. So now we're at uh, Broncos Panthers. I'm gonna go Panthers, honestly. I, I um Broncos because Drew Locke is really coming into his <laughs> own. That's a lie. I'm going Panthers. <laughs> I think Drew Locke will help them win. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and say the Panthers. I just, I like, I I like some of what Broncos did against Kansas City, but mm-hmm. I just don't like the Broncos in this game. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have Titans Jaguars. Give me the Titans uh, coming back, dude. Bounce back week. Um, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Dude, Jaguars are tanking. Um, they, yeah. they can't. They can't <laughs> ruin. Give me the they Titans. Can't... I think the Jags will score like two or three times. Yeah. Uh, I think most points the Jaguars will score will be 17. Yeah, I can see that. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have the Colts playing the Raiders. Um, I really don't know. At this point, the Raiders, I'm looking you great know, the last two games. I you know Colts. what? Yeah, me too. I say th- you know I'm what, guys? Colts. I know the Raiders have been disappointment against some bad teams, but let's not forget they almost beat the well, they did beat the Chiefs and they almost beat them again. So the Raiders do come out. That's Josh fair, Jacobs still. is Josh Jacobs. The Raiders do. Game. Oh shoot! But you know what? I'm still See? I'm still going to commit to it. Gotcha. I'm still going to commit to it. The Raiders. <laughs> It's too it's too late for Solomon. He's already lost his goddamn <laughs> The Raiders seem to come out against the good team, so I'm, I'm going to take the Raiders. You know what? I'll admit that the Raiders have a good chance regardless. Like, the mm-hmm. upside is there. They can win the game. I think they match it pretty poorly against the Colts, who have, like, a solid defense, who I expect to bounce back. And also, um, I think, you know, obviously the Raiders have no defense. So, yeah, give me the Colts. Yeah, for sure. Um now we got... Oh, that's weird. It looks like the Seahawks are just playing nobody. I know. Fascinating. Oh, well, I guess the Seahawks. I know, right? Know. They have another bye week. Um, yeah, the Jets Basically. play the Seahawks. Um, maybe give me Seahawks. I don't know. You know what? If Darnold plays as well as he did last game, they'll still probably lose. You know, so, you know, guys. Seahawks. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> I swear to God. So. You know, guys... The Jets. No, it it, could could potentially win this game because Mm -hmm. the way Seattle plays. (laughs) If Seattle plays like they did against the Giants, then yes, the Jets could win this game. But do I see it happening? Of course not. Oh, yeah, I mean, I agree with that take, Solomon. I was was gonna go. Well, I'm like even if even if they're in position to win the game, we'll just yeah. blow it. So, all right, <laughs> like, now we got Packers at Lions. 
Uh, give me Packers for sure. Packers. I mean, yeah. Matthew Stafford those, those has cheese heads. Matthew Stafford has delivered some wins against Green Bay, but this is a different Green Bay team. So give me the Packers. Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. All right, now we have the Falcons at Chargers. Jesus Christ, the two. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking child. Give me Chargers. Like, child disappointments. I, I, I was just gonna. I'm just gonna pick the uh, the Falcons because at least they still have uh, their playoff lives to fight for. So. That's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna go Chargers because <laughs> I like Herbert and I think he's gonna bounce back against a pretty soft yeah. uh, secondary. But if the Falcons won, because actually no no no, I'm so stupid. What am I doing? Taking the Chargers to win. <laughs> No, no. The Chargers will play well. <laughs> the Falcons will win the game. All right, so now we have uh, the football team at myself. 49ers. <laughs> um, honestly, give me a football team. Not something I would have said in the beginning of the season. 49ers because I think Shanahan can run fucking circles around well, the yeah, head but coach. I think coaching can only do so much. I think this is interesting. I think this is Correct. interesting. I think Nick Mullins is going to be forced into some turnovers. But, you know, I, yeah. do I trust Washington's offense enough to, 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 to pick them over the 49ers? The answer is no, not not at this moment. I'm going to take the 49ers yeah, narrowly. Neither. I think that this yeah. is a one-score game. I agree. Totally agree. I agree. I think the 49ers will win. Uh, but I think it'll be close. Like they don't necessarily match up great against no, Washington either. Like no no team with shaky O line is going to match up well against this defense. But the secondary is still like a little sus, and uh, I, I'm like I don't think they have. I think Ayuk and Devo are going to be crucial yeah. in this game. All right. And I think the Forty Nine win by one score. Yeah. And right, now we got Steelers at Bills. Honestly, I like the Bills in this one. Dude, Pittsburgh ain't ready for Buffalo. They're not. You said honestly as if it's like a hot <laughs> take that Buffalo's going to like. Shut up, dog. I'm, I'm selling my Steelers stock as fast as I possibly can. Yeah, take me, give me the Buffaloes. Give, the Buffaloes. <laughs> give me the Buffaloes. Give me the Bills. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. Give me the water <laughs> Buffalo Bills. It's not wrong. All right. Um... Give me the Buffaloes. Final game, we have the Ravens at Browns. Um... I don't know. Lot for both prove, teams, for yeah, both for sure. Teams. You know what? To me, Ravens. I, I think one way or the other, it's going to be a blowout. If the Browns blow out the Ravens, yes. I can see that happening. They've made it. They've proven it. They are legit. And if I think if the Ravens blow out the Browns, which honestly, I know it sounds kind of weird to say that, but I, it yeah. could happen. <laughs> if that happens, I, I think, you know. Obviously, Look. the Browns are not legit. Lots, lot, lots, of, yeah. lots to prove, and obviously a must-win game. A must-win game for of Baltimore. So lots to prove I... on both sides. Give me Look. Baltimore. I love the Ravens, and um, I really, really want them to win this game. Of course. I am concerned because Cleveland is way is better than you know the past of Cleveland. Yes, but I think with our backs against the walls. This is how we like it. We seem to play yeah. better with our backs against the walls. So I totally think we, we get this. I think the Ravens get this done. Mm-hmm. All right. So <clears throat> yep. now we're going on to the 
just because of this, the part we're at in the season, we have playoff scenarios, teams that can clinch playoff berths or even division titles this week. Um, we have the Bills clinching playoff berth with Buffalo win, Baltimore loss, Miami loss, Vegas loss, and New England loss or tie. Uh, we got the Chiefs clinching the division with the win or tie or a Vegas loss or tie. Then we got the Steelers clinching the AFC North, which you guys will obviously hate, with the Steelers win and a Browns loss. And then we have the playoff berth with a Pittsburgh win or tie, a Vegas uh, loss or tie, Dolphins loss or tie, or Titans loss. And now moving on to the NFC, where uh, we have the Packers clinching the North Division with their uh, with a Green Bay win, a Minnesota loss or tie, or a Packers tie and a Vikings loss. And they clinch a playoff berth with if they win or tie against Arizona, Vegas, or uh, Arizona, the Rams, sorry, Seattle, uh, Rams again, or uh, Seattle, really, just Seattle and Rams. Other, you know. Um, well, then- all right, to clarify, <laughs> to clarify, to clarify, <coughs> Seattle has to win. If, 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 they, if they win and Seattle wins, then they get in, which is a very interesting uh, scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just keep going. Um, <laughs> and then the Saints clinch the South with a win, a Bucks loss, or a tie, and or two ties between New Orleans and Tampa Bay. So those are all the uh, playoff scenarios. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for, for listening. If you like what you hear, share it with your friends and maybe check out that support button. Uh, have a great week and see you all next Thursday. Deuces. Peace. Bye.